0: I'm not wishing anymore. I'm not writing songs for you. I sleep better in the dark. I'm not doing this for you. Today, we're talking about The Fiction We Live by From Autumn to Ashes. So grab your compact, combat caps because it's time to get in the pit. Welcome to Get in the Pit with Oster and Isai. A podcast about metalcore, I'm Oster. Me say, and uh, we've got very very special guests today uh, from 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 bands like uh, Trist, uh, Composure, That's Alone, it. Um, and currently my favorite band from Boise, Rejection Pact. We got Devin, Devin Boudreaux, Dev Dog. What's up?
1: Hello. It's me. Stole my, he stole my my greeting from WrestleBoy. That's funny. I'm like a nice solid hello. <laughs> That's how I get things going. Hello. I even do that on Zoom meetings at work.
2: <laughs> I love a good Zoom meeting because I have everything turned off every time, all the time. Hell yeah. We don't, we don't,
0: I don't have those. I work in a bakery, so I just like... Do they don't Bird? know what te- they don't know what technology is there, so it's sick. And you just listen to the Red Hot Chili Peppers, so. Not anymore. They kind of changed it. Oh, no, They like rock. Some, sometimes it's sick, and I legitimately think "Under the Bridge" is a good song. And then other times, when the Red Hot Chili Peppers come on, I'm like, I'm hyped. But when Sublime comes on, I'm mad. I don't that's like. Where, that's
2: that's when Rejection Pack gets stoked. That's a. Uh... Not not my, I don't like them, but everyone else in the band I feel like loves them. Sublime, love Sublime, yeah. It's span. Span loves Sublime. Lead. I'm pretty sure. I mean, Span loves ska, so I'm pretty. Sure oh, that he, okay. I'm pretty sure. They don't
1: even it. wear the fucking drug rugs or anything. So <laughs> those
0: are Sublime fans. Like like Ralph makes sense as a Sublime fan. I don't know why.
2: Oh, I think him? he likes all music. So Charlie on that. That West Coast run we did when we hit California, M Hunter, because Nathan didn't go on that one with us. Hunter, Ralph, and Charlie were non. I feel like it was nonstop Sublime, just cranked up in the van. <laughs> I was just like, this sucks.
1: What was yeah, so what was what was worse when Andy and I put on Bring Me the Horizon, or when they're listening to Sublime?
2: Honestly, Bring Me the Horizon. I which record was it though? Dumb Eternal. Don't is.
0: <sighs> It is hard for me to like deny that that band's sick.
2: I can handle go. music I don't like in the van loud if it's not heavy. Okay, okay. You can kind of tune it out, whereas like, because Charlie will play death metal a lot in the van. Oh. So, and him and Hunter are in front, like going off. And then me, Ralph, and Spanner in the back, just like, sucks.
1: I don't think I could do death metal like usually OCS would do shit we would usually just put on like Shrock just because it's like we're gonna go listen to shitty fucking metalcore like three hours every night let's just like vibe you didn't just listen to it prevails the whole time no I mean Derek would have been stoked for OB tours (laughs) but no wait he was into them Derek Younger was into it prevails that was after we were friends oh yeah of course I, I
0: I was I was hanging out with Sam and Tay every day, listening to It Prevails.
1: Fuck yeah, but it's not talking about love, It man. They love It Prevails. <laughs> they did. Yeah, they did. Um, yeah, but
0: we're not talking about that. That'll be later.
1: I mean, yeah, that will be much later, hopefully. But <laughs> we're talking about From Bottom to Ashes. Uh, oh, so you don't really have much of a history with them, right? Like, never got N- into them? None. Did you ever see uh, them? I don't think
0: I ever did. I can't think of a tour that they would have been maybe on. A I don't
2: warp tour. Did they I saw them at Warp tour. Did they the play with
0: tour. there was a show that was Armor for Sleep in Chiotos. Would they I I
1: feel like they might have headlined that and I left. Would you have got I don't think they did. I think Armor for Sleep headlined that one.
0: Okay. Armor for Sleep um, fucking rocks.
1: But um maybe there was a tour that From Autumn Ashes played and this is after they had gotten rid of this this singer.
2: Okay. Um, uh, it was the screamer. Like, the screamer.
1: Yeah, <laughs> it was uh, the guy that looks like a balding, fat Carson Daly. Um, <laughs> he, um it was mailing haste the day from autumn to ashes.
0: But, no, because I missed every haste the day show. I've never seen haste the day. And you called yourself Christian then? Yeah, it's weird. I was always doing church shit. That was the church shit. No, not at my church. That shit. was a, that was a pit of worship. It was weird because I missed. I've never seen haste the day, and one time I was in Driver's Ed. um, I don't remember the other times. I always had shit going on on haste the day shows. You didn't even go watch. Who 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 has Driver's
2: Ed at nine o'clock at night? I mean, I was I was a
0: kid still. It was at like seven. I don't remember. I don't remember.
1: Adam, um, a bunch of crying yeah. poor kids and like DJ and Lane.
0: Yeah, my history, my history a- 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 B- with Baby Lane. This- <laughs> a- B- Lane. <laughs> my history with this band is uh, nothing until the uh,
1: the past couple months where we've tried to record this. Okay, and so Devin, what is your history with mom Rash? You got to be. Uh, I think our trajectories in like this era are pretty much the fucking same. Oh.
2: So. I specifically remember buying a Revolver magazine on my, so I went, I was on a trip to DC. I saw Glass John hot water music that weekend. Damn. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but um, I specifically remember buying a Revolver magazine to read on the airplane on the way back. And there was a little thing about like, like six or eight hardcore bands you should know about. And from the ashes was on there. And I remember, I think I liked Poison the Wall already, and they were they were on the list. Then I went. I remember I went to Best Buy when we got back and found Too Bad You're Beautiful. I'd never heard it, but I just bought it. So I'm like, oh, I'll probably this will probably be cool, and I really liked it. That record got a lot of feelings about that record, but. I was in pretty hard, and then I caught them. Obviously, I lived in Alaska at the time, so I ha- I wouldn't have access to really seeing them unless I traveled. But I remember seeing them at Warp Tour '06.
1: Yep, I'm pretty sure. Yeah,
2: because I remember I was I bought I remember a Remember Never shirt for one of my friends, and I was so bummed that one of my other me and Andy went. And I think that of, was my first year. '06 Warp Tour lineup was lit. I think was, MXPX was on it and I missed them and that's why I was mad. I remember like, remembering never 18 Visions, Alexis on Fire, From On to Ashes. Damn. I think Under Oath and Thursday might have played. Yep, um, AFI.
0: I think MCR played too because I remember walking by and being
1: like, what's this? I don't like no, this. Bay, this is
2: Bayside dumb. played. Yeah, because I want to say when From On like to like Ashes...
1: It's who of like, kind of scene. Like, they didn't get like full Metalcore as much, but it's like... They were going that because I remember like the next year was like Asley dying and poison the well and yeah. shit like that. Like probably the blood because I feel like I saw the blood like at two or three Warp Tours. Like I've
0: only seen the blood at Warp Tour War, and I've seen them like three times.
2: They um, I remember I want to say Bayside played the same time from the Ashes did because you know our boy City Randy he wasn't like a mocker, <laughs> so I, I would like get like oh here hold this I'm gonna go act like an idiot. And I was so mad that he was watching Bayside when "From the Ashes" played because I wanted it to go off so bad. And they were playing all like old shit, And the hits. And I was like, he cuts off the first record. Where I'm like, why would they still play this? Like, this is crazy.
1: <laughs> I play the but... fucking one song that's like ten minutes long at the end of the record. <laughs> <laughs> Here's a third of our set. One song. How many? Helped. How many ballads are on that first record?
2: Um, one one and a half, I would say. Okay, yeah.
1: okay. So, so they, also, they, it's ironically they, enough, the third song too, <laughs> I, which is real weird. But then, like, they have like that super like dramatic ass one uh, short stories with tragic endings. Yeah, As, yeah like, That's the ha- that's the half ballad. <laughs> but um, but then like after like 2006 and everything, like they pretty much like kind of like blew, just like imploded because like they lost the singer. They had that one record, then they just kind of, like, died.
0: Yeah. Well, and I was just browsing their Wikipedia, and they were doing a reunion, and um, the singer, uh, in, like, after their reunion, in on July seventh, two 2015, their vocalist was charged in Michigan with maintaining a drug house. Hell yeah. But you said I it was say, a medical marijuana facility.
2: Yeah, I was like it was I know it was just because I think Isai and I were gonna go to that show in yeah, Salt Lake. I, I think me
1: Yeah, like we had we had already planned it out, like we were going.
2: You were gonna um, go J- but, who
0: else was on it?
1: I don't remember. Probably no one good. Wow. You're gonna go just wow. All right, all right. Yeah. So my, my say, would you
0: do this now?
1: No. Actually, <laughs> I, maybe. I wouldn't. I'll, I'll be I'll be honest, I might. Um <laughs> depends on who's with them. But yeah. so yeah, kind of like I remember I saw them for the first time with a Treyou. Like,
2: like what 30, era of Treyu?
1: Um it was between the curse and suicide notes. So it was like right in between there. They were like So they were still, they were still good. Yeah. And then but I also, They had
0: uh, two drummer singer bands. Sick.
1: Yeah. And then I also saw them with um fucking Kill Switch and Eighteen Visions. Hard. Yeah, that was a great, great tour. Um, yeah, and I, I I, like this is like I love this band at first because I was like kind of the same thing, kind of like I was into like the Thursdays and Thrices and then I was like getting into heavier stuff. And this band was such an easy crossover. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember getting the I had a couple different shirts. I remember getting the one shirt. They sold at Hot Topic with like the little gray X's and shit. Yep, um, got and it. I, yeah, I'm it. Actually, a friend stole it for me. And he, he was like what is weird it's like there i'm like oh fuck i want to buy the shirt he's like here i'll just get it for you and so like i'm leaving he just walks out like pulls out from under shirt here you go man i think he stole like a under oath shirt for murphy sick um,
0: it's cool having a little thief friend when you're young
1: <laughs> it is just go just go terrorize them yeah.
2: you know, all yeah is it the did he steal the pink cross of under shirt yo i had the Dude. pink cross
0: one you, you Rhea know this. still
1: has a picture of me in that shirt. You know the shirt. Everybody knows it's that a shirt. Good shirt. I want to yeah. make the legs of that shirt. I, I fucking used to love this band, and like listening back, like, oh, what the fuck was I listening
2: to? It's so weird. It's I. Too bad you're beautiful. The first record, and they, yeah, I think they had an EP before that too, if I remember. Dead. It's, um, it's unlistenable. I, I so as we're talking, I'm actually remembering. So, when I bought their record, I actually had heard one song of theirs I downloaded it off Kazaa and it was off the EP. So, I remember when I bought the, the first record, I, I want to say that song wasn't on the LP and I remember being like very confused. I thought it was, mm-hmm. but. Their old stuff was like the first record was just straight up like. To me, it felt like, "Oh, are you you want a mosh cool? We're gonna record. We're gonna write a record for that, and then we'll put in some like singing stuff and like sad stuff, or like girls." It's literally felt. (laughs) Yeah, like it felt so like. I don't. I, I feel like that era, especially, it felt very much so we're going to pander to specific demographics and audiences to where we're going to put that in the music and it's going to, it's not going to feel like necessarily like not to say it wasn't authentic, but it just came off a way that felt very like pandering to me. Mm -hmm. It's it's like how
1: like a lot of bands that air like, well, we got to have singing poison. The well is doing great. (laughs) Like we got to have weird poison. The well singing and talking. So Um, (laughs) yeah, I listened to the first record yesterday um. After listening to this, I'm like, okay. Does this first record fucking suck now too? And it's way better. It's way heavier. It Does um, not suck. It's great. Yeah. I'm it, like, okay. Like, I understand now why I was into this band because, like, th- like the first song and like, like the song, like, reflections. If you skip like the fucking giant intro, that's a banger. It's just like, dude. Like, that's from- the
2: one they played at Warped Tour, which I was like.
1: That song goes because, like, it's like just like dun 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 dun, and then like tremolo picking. It's, uh, so sick. There's so much metal riffs, and I'm like, oh, okay. But then I think on this one, they're like, we got to sing more because we want to get some money and get some radio play. Let's go. Because, I mean, at that time, like, an, what, this came out in '03.
0: Yeah, September 9th, 2003. Yeah, so I think like... that first good Under Oath record came out.
1: Changing the times,
0: the changing the times. Yeah, you're, yeah.
1: You're, I mean, bands like Poison the Well had already like been signed to major labels. Yeah, yeah. What? And
0: they were signed that early. Wow.
1: They it was. They had um, their first record opposite of December, and they had the second one on Trustkill. So they had two on Trustkill, and they got signed to fucking Atlantic. Oh wow! Their well, weird fucking war, uh, record,
2: opposite of, the, of the December, I want to say, came out in January of two thousand.
0: I think you're right. I can look it up. I can <laughs> look it up. I got and a I
2: computer. Did, I feel like they said that on the Axe once they were talking about, like, technically that feels like a 90s record, but just because it came out, like, tech you know, it was obviously written in the It report. was
0: released December 14th, 1999. Oh, that's okay. yeah. right there. Damn, I didn't know it was that old. I also didn't know Tear from the Red was later. That's weird. I don't yeah. know why. The way I listened to them was like flipped. I don't also, know.
1: like, uh, Thrice was like the, their next record's on a major label. Thursday's next record's on a major label. They True. All it's like, okay, like, we got to get onto this singing trend and, like, let's fucking do it. And they did. And it's fucking, this record sounds so fucking wimpy. I'm just <laughs> listening back. <laughs> I go the, like bullshit, like baby breakdown suits. Either do it or don't. Like, I hate it. It's, it's
2: funny you say that. I was watching, um, in preparation for this, I went and watched the 12 minute Hellfest video of the Titan, like, short stories. Oh, fuck yeah. Even though it's not on the record, I'm like, oh, this video just rocks. I gotta watch it. But then there was an interview on the, the following, the 2003 Hellfest DVD, and they were talking about this record. And they're like, oh, well, this record has more breakdowns or like mosh parts than any of our other records. And I'm like, well, that's just not true. Like, <laughs> <laughs> As, even like.
1: What's the song, um, that Alive Out of Habit is like, that's the only one with like some fucking dissonance or anything?
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I think, yeah, that one's got dissonance. I'm um, just like, you, like, sorry. Oh, uh, what you were saying about it being the their first record being more metal. Like, having more metal riffs it makes so much more sense with with this one. Because there's metal riffs that do not belong here. <laughs> yeah, are. Anyway.
2: Well, like, looking at them being from, like, New York. Yeah, Long Island. And, like, thinking about what was... So, obviously, they're, like, coming from, like, the 90s, like, hardcore scene. Mm-hmm. And, like, looking at the plethora of bands from that era then, whether it was, like, more like, you know, standard hardcore or like more like metallic stuff. There was so much like just like weird, crazy, interesting music coming out of that area at the time. So the way they're like their first, you know, record sounds and like the EP or whatever, that to me makes sense. Whereas this record feels very much like talking with a major label, you know, speaking with like A&R guys and stuff. And really just kind of almost looking at, like, a blueprint of, like, this is what we need to do to, like, make that next, like, trajectory jump to be It's more like popular. a calculated
1: business decision, not yeah. like a creative and, musical decision.
2: And what's funny is it
0: didn't work. All the records were released on Vagrant.
1: I think it's because the next record, like, fucking flopped. And it was bad. And they even talk about that they don't like it. Um, like the record after this one, it is actively Charlie
2: loves that record. We we're talking loves about it. Loves Abandon your friends. Yeah, <laughs> I think why I because re- he's think younger. I think he probably like that was that's probably the record that he heard first. Um, which like I remember, like, I remember the first song on that record is really cool. I think I think they did a video for it. Hmm. But I wouldn't say the song is, you know, air quotes, good. <laughs> but it's cool. Like, it's super catchy. It's not, like, I'd be hard-pressed to think if anyone went off for it in any sense. But I just, I, I, mean, I mean, this could be also, like, my personal viewpoint, but I feel like this rec- um the fiction we live, I feel like it definitely when it came out it felt like a big record and it felt at least to me it seemed like people loved it Mm -hmm. well and
0: i knew at the time like it was everywhere like my musical uh shaman at the time uh was he had their shirts but he never played them for me but he loved like i got it that's when i got into like under oath and stuff um and so I knew I've known who this band is for years, and have just never listened to it.
1: I remember even like the the people who were like already getting like they didn't like all the or mal, quote unquote mallcore bands. They still would go to every like from autumn to ashes show. Yeah, like they were they were like even like the older guys that were like in like the generation before me. They still went to every autumn. to I mean, Ashes like show do you Maj mean Washington. like
2: Josh Balder? <laughs>
0: We were talking about him this week.
1: We're talking uh, about bleeding through. Cause we that's were talking be, about up.
0: bleeding through his favorite band.
1: An upcoming episode, we're talking about this <laughs> love, this murderous, murder, murderous, But yeah, it's like those, like those guys would still go to those shows. But then if like you're going to an Atreyu show, like you're fucking pussy. They're the same band. Just one of them wears a little bit more eyeliner. And I think Treyu might be a little better. I haven't
0: revisited that band in a long time, but I think they might be better. The suicide do notes. Kicks
2: ass.
0: The, His, the vocal styling is atrocious, but yeah. I mean they covered Bon Jovi, so what else do you want? Yeah. I don't I don't like Bon Jovi. I gotta make that clear. There's only one dude from Jersey for me.
1: It's, it's my life. Boss. Jeff Rickley. <laughs> no, the boss. Bruce. boss, Jeff Rickley. <laughs> um, no. I was gonna yeah. say also like they had like the one record right after it. And um, after the abandon your friends, where they got rid of the sing like the screamer, it is better. But it's like i would never li- like by two thousand seven. I'm like who fucking cares now?
0: Yeah, um, you were you were you were like all in on melian in the sense of disaster.
2: Drummer drummer guy that started singing for them, front person, way better singer for like straight up like good good vocalist. And so I, ever- I like the heavy boy. I don't like especially listening
1: to like the first record in this one, his voice changes so much and it's just it's so just like people like especially back in the day when they're like reviewing stuff like this that weren't like metal publications, they'd be like the cookie monster dog barking vocals. <laughs> and I'm like, they're probably just listening to this because like it's very just like short syllables and like the way he even like elongates words, like it's like you are no more potent it's like Mm-hmm. Very, just like the cadence of it, just so boring.
2: Yeah, I think I think th- is it Pierre? Is that their name? Uh, ben. Yeah, Ben. His
0: name was Ben, I, wasn't it? Ben. I don't Perry? know their names. Uh Personnel. Here we go. We've got uh Benjamin Perry on vocals and Francis Mark on okay, drums. So- Why his name seems flipped? Francis Mark. Should be Mark Francis. Mark David.
2: Mr. Pierre. Pierre, maybe. I don't think (laughs) so.
1: Nando's Peri Peri
2: sauce. Yeah. (laughs) I think I like their voice. I think it's cool, but I do agree with you. Like, uh, reading through the lyrics while listening to it this time, I'm like, your voice definitely enunciating things very weird. Mm hmm. But, um, I thought his voice was cool. I just think that, like, when they when he left and your boy got from behind the kit up to the mic stand, his voice was—it just hit the music better. Yeah, I agree and with that. Going back and, like, watching them—because, like, obviously when they play the old stuff now, he's he's the one that sings everything, you know? Mm-hmm. It sounds better. And then he yeah. can also do the singing parts, the screaming parts. You don't just have to have a weird guy standing to
1: the side when they yeah. play their fucking ballads.
0: There's one song with screaming on this record that he does all the screaming. It's like,
2: what's this guy? What's this other guy here for? What's he doing? That's kind of like how I feel about we'll go like slightly off track. Like, I feel so bad for the singer of Alexis on Fire. Like, other than the first record, I kind of feel like he got like low key sidelined all the time. <sighs> And oh, like, be,
1: because the guy with the the angelic voice took over. <laughs> then even like the rough stuff, the other guitar player does like and has a better voice and sings <laughs> it kind of like with like that kind of rougher, like gruff rough voice, like oh, the guy from Gallows. Yeah, he was in Gallows. <laughs> I've and
0: seen, it, I've seen him a couple times though, and he doesn't ever look bored. You know, it, it feels it, like he's still doing stuff. As someone jumping. that
2: sings, he's probably hyped to take a break and like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> But on record, I'm like oh guy, like you know we're 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 six tracks deep into this record. He, Dallas Green is saying for at least half of them. <laughs> but then live he's he's chilling, he's like, Yeah, we can do a three month tour, that's totally fine. Like I'll be good.
1: <laughs> Let's fucking go. <laughs> he just has to get his cardio up so he can jump around. I will say he always did like jump around in stage match a lot, yeah so.
0: Yeah, that's another band I missed. I yeah, listen well, to Old Crows, <laughs> Young Cardinals a lot. That's but a weird
1: one to get into, but it's a good it's record. Just,
0: it's the one that came out when, like,
1: everyone was talking about them, and I was like,
0: oh, okay, okay, I'll check it out, I'll check it out. Yeah.
1: But, okay, well, let's break down these fucking tracks, because <laughs> I'm, like, starting to get angry about, like, thinking about, like, the back half of this record.
2: Okay. Now, real quick, this is proof, Look, like, you know, track to track, Charlie and I are talking about this the other day how before streaming when it was like you have to buy like the record or the CD, you know, you could truly have about three really solid songs on a record, and that's all you needed to sell the record. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause like looking at this record, there's a few pretty strong songs. Yes. And kinda how like when I was saying earlier, oh, I think this this record when it came out felt really big. It's because oh, if you have a couple songs that people are really psyched on, that's what they're going to talk about, and they're going to love those songs so much that yep. it's going to overshadow everything else. Mm-hmm. And it'd be the type of thing too. You oh, you release a cool single, people will buy the album, and then thinking about how, especially let's say, especially for follow up records, you can just live. You can mostly play the stuff that people want, like the old stuff, and then you sprinkle in a couple new songs.
1: Yeah, I mean, especially because, like, I have, like, Lilacs and Lolita, like, on, like, that Hellfest DVD. Like, you you get that DVD, you check that out, like, this song fucks, let's go. You hear the After Dinner Payback, you're like, yes. And then, like, you don't necessarily listen to the whole record anymore. You're like, oh, I love this band because, like, I like these, like, the first three, like or, like, three out of the first four songs. You're like, these are all bangers, but then you stop because, I don't know, it's just what you did. You changed CDs.
0: Yeah, see, oh, and, I never did that. I was always a full full album kid. Really,
1: always. That's why I love like, shit like, uh, like HXCMP3.com. Just go there. Let's fucking find the bangers. You listen to the good songs. You find Blackheart Eulogy. It's great.
0: I wanted to be the one kid who knew who knew the song no one else knew. So when, during My Children My Bride, when he hands me the mic and I get to say "Cool job, nice clothes" to silence.
1: Or you get, or you get to sing the Halo song that wasn't released yet.
0: No, that was Jared (laughs) Slider.
1: Jesus. (laughs)
0: Um, yeah, so this, uh, this record came out September 9th, 2003 on Vagrant Records, which I, I mean, that label did a lot for bands that I like now. Uh, well, spent a lot of money on one of my tawnies. um, the Get Up Kids saves the day. Um, they were all vagrant bands, so I didn't yeah. know they had this section. I didn't know they had metalcore bands.
1: Yeah, um, I, think I they mean, had the, very
0: metalcore bands. They
1: had the, yeah. Bled, the Bled, I think, was on vagrant. The Bled, and I think Census Fail
0: was the other, uh, I don't want to say heavy, but heavy band on
1: it. <laughs> compared yeah, they, to their other shit. Their first record, you know, like, it was good because it was on Ferret, so. <laughs> Somebody was dedicated their fucking life to playing Ferret Worship. <laughs>
0: Um a little a little overview from me. Uh Devin, have you ever listened to the Juliana Theory?
2: I'll be back in high school but they yeah. were
0: like a Christian band, like I guess emo. It was the same, one of the guitar players of Zayo started it. And oh yeah. I, I was really into them, like really into them. And a lot of this record just sounds heavily influenced by that, and it's really weird cuz it's like I didn't think anyone would take influence from them, but I don't know how big they were at the time. Um, then, then also, some songs sound like AFI to me, and Eastside was baffled by that. I'm but still baffled by that. There's some, there's some weird, like bad AFI, like Miss Murder type AFI,
1: like later yeah. AFI. That's, That's what I, it sounds I, like. I fell out like <laughs> Miss Murder, like that December Underground was the record that I, I I'm like fuck this band now.
2: Thing the Star was the last record that I actively
1: liked. Yeah. Um I... Go. Uh, I was I was gonna say the production on this record listening to it, the guitars sound so fucking weak. Especially when they're playing their <laughs> like the metal riffs, like it just sounds so lame. It sounds and, and, very
2: it sounds very compressed.
1: Yeah, it, it it's like they were like we gotta have a big sound, we don't wanna be too heavy. And so let's let's try this. And so like when you get like the little, like I'm thinking of the riff in Lilacs and Lolita, where right before the chorus it's like da 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 and it's just like the single guitar. It sounds like shit. And like the breakdowns and stuff don't sound heavy. Everything sounds super weak. The drums sound fine. The vocals are mixed great, but it's like the guitars is just, like. I was gonna say
2: I feel like the drums and bass sound good. Vocals mm. the vocals sound very. Um, you know how time? like a lot of, you know how a lot of vocals, unlike we'll say like, the like a lot of like metalcore like heavier stuffs like first the debut records, I feel like a lot of it sound like it, it's very on top of everything. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This feels like it's way more mixed in with everything, which well, I thought that, sounds good. That,
0: but that's the production production you're going to get with G G G Garth. That's who produced it. Garth.
2: To, to 3G Garth. What other records have they done? Because I know the name, but I can't think of... Oh, um, let's
1: see. I just pulled it up. Oh, they did, like, like, Old Sick of It all back in the 90s. They did Rage Against the Machines, Self-Titled, God, Kitty. Jesus Lizard. Supertones, Chevelle. Oh, they did the Chevelle Wonder What's Next record. <laughs> that record sounds awesome. Oh,
0: Trapped? The 2008? Is it Beloved?
1: Like, um, spoken?
0: I love smoking. They did the curse. The curse. They trick you. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Eastside's favorite band, "Blessed by a Broken
1: Heart." I did
2: not get into that. No, let's let's go on a little tangent about "Blessed by a Broken Heart." (laughs) All right, let's do it. Let's do it. All right, all right. right. (laughs) So back in the day, this is this is. I was actually talking about this last week, but it all makes sense. So. They had the first record that had the ABC breakdown song on it. Yeah, yeah, And then after that, they just went full like Motley Crue, like but hair metal. Yeah. At that point, hey, first record they had a different singer. Mm-hmm. After that, they got this guy named Tony Gambino. Yeah. Yep. So Tony Gambino used to live in Alaska when I lived there. <laughs> I was at. So first of all, this dude. I just thought he was a bozo. And I got really creepy, like, groomer vibes from him. Yeah. And, like, I would just see him talking to people I knew. Is at the time, I think, I was... I just turned 19. And I definitely remember him talking to people that I knew were in high school. Mm-hmm. Ladies in high school. And... This guy... Cause at this point I had like shaved my head I was rocking like camo and like polo Shirts all the time and like all about All about the hate mosh And
1: You said you were rocking camo and polo Polo shirts? Yeah It's like the Mike Novotny (laughs) fucking Outfit right there It's like it's also like like almost It's like the half like August Burns red outfit It's like gotta have the holster Like polo but then you know what you're rocking Some shorts so you know people know you're a mosher
2: (laughs) Oh, I, was t- I was talking about this last night of the show about we we're like talking about like time and stuff like t- how people dressed back then I was like my fit was New Balance shoes, camo shorts, a red I always had a red or like a navy blue polo and then a new a black new era hat or like a Braves new era hat. Then you had gauges though so people knew that you weren't preppy it's like not nah, I'm a mosher it's cool.
1: <laughs> I I just really like the fucking first. I just really like Thrill Seeker by August Friends Red. So,
2: <laughs> but so this dude lived in Alaska. This guy had to have been like at least he was either between twenty five to thirty, or he had really bad skin <laughs> and had like just looked like weathered, but. Oh, I was at a Darkest Hour show. Sick. And my buddy's band was playing, it was like opening, they were they were like Unearth Worship, as they okay. dying type stuff. And I remember he had his back to everybody moshing. Because there was like there wasn't the horseshoe wasn't really a thing back then yet. So there was like a bunch of kids up front and then everyone moshing. And like, do you remember when people would just like circle the sides of the pit just kicking and swinging like not it was like Mm -hmm. you're like crowd moshing but you weren't trying to straight up like like offensively hurt people you know it was just kind of like fun yeah 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 yeah. so I'm moshing and I come by him and I just fucking kick him (laughs) and then he falls on the ground (laughs) and then gets up and gets all in my face and is like trying to like start a fight with me and I'm just like you leave me alone like I'm moshing. Fuck off. And then after the set, he comes up to me because at this venue, there was like a big dance floor and then there was a bunch of like folding chairs and shit in the back. You could sit down like tables and stuff. And I was sitting there with my friends and he comes over and he just starts like yelling at me, threatening me. And I was just like, Hey man, I'm not sorry that I did that. Like I was literally moshing to have your back to a ton of people that are like kicking and punching and like the, the kind of like, It seems kind of unsafe, you know? (laughs) And then he was like, I had a snowboarding injury. Like, my back is all fucked up. And I was just like, okay, you're furthering my point that this seems really dumb on your end to, like, put yourself in harm's way like that. And then my friends were all like, no, he's really sorry. He kicked you. And I was like, no, I'm not at all, actually. Like, no.
1: I'm not sorry. I'm I'm saying the opposite.
2: Yeah. And then later, I, I ended up feeling bad like, after the fact, you know, kind of like you, when you're in the moment, you're just, like, obviously going to immediately be on the defensive. <clears throat> I kind of started to feel bad, and then, like, I hit him up on aim, Okay, like, yeah, this is... <laughs> and I was, like, hey, man, I had some time to think about it, you know, like, actually, like... and I, I probably did it in a really dickheaded way of, like, I'm not really sorry that I kicked you, but, you know, you had, like, hearing that you had, like, a snowboard injury in your back, like, Sorry that I kicked you, like, with that in mind. You know, something, like, it's probably something, like, as dumb as that. But then, like, it was, like, you know, we talk. It's cool. But then I remember he was, like, creeping on one of my friends in California. And I was, like, yo, this dude's a fucking loser. Like, he <laughs> he, he sucks. Like, don't hang out with him, blah, blah, blah. Um, She might have told him, I'm assuming, or just, like, it came up, like, casually or whatever. He came in. This is when I worked at Hot Topic at the mall. He came into my work one day when I wasn't there. Just, like, fuming and looking for me. And I remember my boss was like, oh, he's not working. And he's like, oh, that motherfucker, blah, blah, And he was like, what are you going to do to him at his job? Like, fuck off. (laughs) And then he called me one... So he ends up moving to California. He calls me one day. And I I was in class at night. And, like, threatens me over the phone. And starts, like, Just, like, flexing his chest really hard. And I was just like, how convenient that you're doing this after you moved out of state. Like, (laughs) if you were really that mad... Yeah, you came into my work, but it's not like Anchorage was a super... You could have found where I was and, like, eat my ass if you were that upset about it. anyway, so... He had moved to California to join some band. I don't know who they were. But then, after that, he ended up joining Blessed by a Broken Heart. And then... So, ends up becoming like this weirdo, teen celeb, you know. Um, like now, like seventh tier, maybe. Yeah. <laughs> now he's on the he's he's gone down the metalcore lifetime tra- career trajectory that many have. He's rapping now. He is a photographer slash real estate agent. Oh, okay, okay. He trade now. He looks like he does all his shopping at H and M. Yep. Okay. He wears like big hats, very skinny pants. He's got like face tattoos, and hand tattoos. He's still rocking kind of like a deeper V type, or like you know how H and M will have like the big collared shirts, mm-hmm. you know, to show off your like collarbone and stuff.
1: Uh, oh,
2: he's rocking his chest rocker out. Yeah. Did he, he got... keep the haircut or not? No, he's he swapped out the the Myspace bangs in the spiky back part for he's a short her now but the reason why I was talking about this last week is he lives in Bend Oregon now and we were driving through Bend last weekend and I was telling Taylor all about it and I was just like I showed her a picture and she was like this guy looks like a fucking scumbag (laughs) I was like it's really sick because he's like super Christian (laughs) like um but I remember it's they Christian? Yeah. Well, I mean, we're gonna that term's very loose, you know. Yeah. But um I remember Blessed by Broken Heart did a full a full like West Coast tour after I'd moved here. And they they only had one off date. It was in Boise. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember thinking like that's really weird. Like he know he has to know that I live here. Mm-hmm. That's really weird, Because like, I feel like they would have Given the the era that this was, I'm like, this show probably would have popped off. There probably would have been a lot of people there. But
1: saw him like at the venue.
2: Yeah. Yeah, like it was. Maybe they had an off day anyway, but it just it felt too weird to like looking at like why would you play every city, every like every area but Boise. Boise
1: in that era was like. <laughs> Well,
2: and not the anything. venue
1: might have not been around, you know. It was. It, there's no way it wasn't. This
2: was, this was either in 2007 or 2008. Oh, okay, okay, okay. So it that show that show would have been popping off.
0: Yeah, I would have been there. I um,
2: yeah, That's my blessed by a broken heart derailment. That's, <laughs> that's wild.
1: I. That wow. all came from talking about the dude that recorded their record. <laughs>
0: Hey, you know I what?
1: Like I love a good tangent. I love tangent. a tangent.
0: Yeah. But, uh, the After Dinner Payback. Alright. Last song so on the record. This yeah. song fucking goes. 100%. They start, they start good. They start great.
2: Any, any song that honestly starts with like a vocal, like the vocals are what bring the song in, especially on the start of a record, like, that's a pretty strong move and it definitely pulls you in. Mm-hmm. And it's like, just like
1: boom, cymbal hit, guitar ring out, vocals are hitting. And it's a part that like you can like go and chant, you know? It's like yeah. live, you're like, fuck yeah, let's
2: go. And lyrically, very uh think of the demographic that they're catering to. That, that's, that's a home run right there. <laughs>
0: I I remember so I didn't do another deep dive on the lyrics because I did this already. um Full disclosure: Issa and I tried to record this episode and it didn't record, and so we had to listen to this more. And it's I got I got I got fat of fatigue. All right.
2: Um, did you listen to it on private streaming?
0: No, my algorithms are fucked because say, of this show.
2: For your, uh, your my interrupt. daily
0: mix.
1: <laughs> oh
2: yeah, it's gonna be this. It sucks. Top artist, mom dashes.
1: <laughs> Especially like, as you dive into more, because you said you just listen to this is love, this is murderous. Your, your yeah, play, like your daily mixes, are just gonna be like my playlist.
0: Well, like I have, I have one. You're gonna start getting I... all these emails from Furnace Fest, being like, <laughs> yeah, we'll 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 go to Furnace Fest. <laughs> take us, take us. That's the goal. The goal is just to do what Lore does. Um, uh, but yeah, Those I... for the Furnace Fest crowd? No, they just did that.
2: <laughs> it rocked like their little Are You Afraid of the Dark promo that they cut for it.
0: Yeah, yeah. Um, this,
2: I, I just, I don't understand
0: what the lyrics are. They're real vague. They're very, like, like quote-unquote poetic, but, like, not good. And we'll so, get into it. There's one song that's bad lyrically, like bad.
2: I feel like the over. So a lot of a lot of bands from this era for like the metalcore genre, you would think that they straight up hate women. Yes, yes, based on the lyrics. And I mean, I get it. Like when you're like, I was wondering you're, if you're gonna
1: go with this. Like, I get it. like, I hate women. Oh.
2: So, Yo, women suck. <laughs> um, no, but I mean, like, I guess in the ages of, like, we'll say seven, sixteen. We'll say sixteen. If, if you're a guy from the ages of sixteen to twenty-two, mm-hmm. uh, everything is obviously like over dramatic. Yeah, and everything, not even to like relationships. In general, everything feels so like earnest and so. You're just like, you're all in on something, you know, whatever it is. Like, you're just like, oh, I'm so passionate about this. Like, I care about this so much.
0: Yeah, Newfound Glory.
2: <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> so I feel like the lyrics, kind of like dialing back a little bit for like the overall lyrics on the record, it feels very much like somebody hurt me. Well, you know what? I hate you. Like,. I was trying to wrap my head around because, like, a lot of the lyrics are like kind of vague. Yeah, yeah. You know, and I'm kind of like, I'm like, is this supposed to be like a cohesive themed record of like, is this about one person? Yeah. You know, and it's kind of like, is this their like therapy of like working through like a breakup? It's almost.
1: It's, like, a weird thing because, like, some of it also has, like, this, like, viewpoint of, like, they're breaking, like, the
2: girl's heart. Like it yeah, yeah, like. yeah, yeah. Like, they're shitty. Like. Well, that's why I'm trying to wonder if. If it's, like, a theme. Concept, like, yeah. yeah. I'm like, oh, this is, like, a cohesive-themed record about, like, a breakup or, like, heartbreak or whatever, you know? And some of the songs are from, like, we'll say, like, the male perspective of the of that viewpoint of the relationship. Well, here's some songs written from what they think, you know, based on probably the experiences, conversations they've had or whatever, their perspective. Mhm. And kind of because like the last song has lyrics that reference like kind of like being in some sort of like treatment center or like a hospital. Some kind of like is that maybe supposed to be like the conclusion or like resol- I don't know, like so, so starting with after during payback, okay. I truly think a lot of people back then. Case in point, a lot of people. I know for a fact a lot of people, a lot of dudes, played the acoustic song on the from the Red* record. Girls, mm. and I'm like, you think this sounds good, but these lyrics are not <laughs> what you think they are. Uh, *Horns and Tails* from *Poison the Well*. Yeah. Yeah. It's so like dudes.
0: I- it's it's like dudes playing brand new for women.
2: <laughs> yeah. I kind of think. So like looking at this. Re- looking at after payback. And then kind of just how I think a lot of people interact with lyrics back then. I think a lot of it's like. Oh this sounds cool. Okay like. I'm gonna. And I mean. There's nothing wrong with doing that in the sense like. You can interpret lyrics however the hell you want. You know mm-hmm. and like if. If this impacts you in a positive way, you know, like, oh, this is my this is my takeaway from this song, and this has helped me in this way. Like, awesome, that's that's sick. I kind of feel like, you know, the song starts out with the vocals, you know, a lot a lot of sad voice. You know, that's a winner right there. Like you, see,
1: so melodramatic and like sixteen yeah. years old. You're just yep. like you're like I just broke up with this girl that I was dating for two weeks. <laughs> I'm so fucking sad. I'm not writing any songs for you. Like you just, you feel
2: it. Like it's like when you're one of those people and you're like, you spend an hour about how like you hate this person, but then you're like, I don't give a fuck what they think. You know, fuck them. Blah blah. blah. It's like I'm glad you just spent an hour talking about that. Like clearly you don't care. Yeah,
0: yeah, you care a lot, bud.
1: Um, but yeah, this is the best song on the record.
2: Yeah, it oh. fucking
1: moshes, like, it has, like, that fucking, like, just chugging two-step, like, which, again, like, this is what kind of annoys me about, like, Ben's vocals, is that, like, the rhythm of the guitar, the rhythm of, like, the bass drum and the vocals is all the same. Oh, like, yeah, yeah, Like, stuff like that, like, it just starts getting to me, and, like, but this song just fucking, this song goes, um, and then, also, it doesn't get super bad like with the singing like i think it's a good balance on this song and like on the next song i think they're good balances um because yeah, the, vocal, the vocalist is fucking there at like, the screamer let's let him scream sometimes jesus yeah. like some of the songs towards the end it's like where where did he go
2: yeah and i maybe I, blew out his voice and they're like all right you're done for <laughs> <progress."> <laughs> Yeah.
0: I don't. I don't hate the the singing. Like it fits real well, but I don't like how he like tries to force words into the melody that don't belong. It's like the polar opposite of the screamer. Like he's just like dun dun, and the the sing the the guy's singing is like trying to put like a paragraph into like three bars.
1: Uh, so I, I, I talk like when it gets all slow, it's like it's like abandoned, not worth the effort. When I means too fucking scared to create, like yeah. the way he enunciates everything is so melodramatic. Yeah, so yeah. I, I it's so of the time. I don't mind it. Yeah, it's yeah, like, yeah. oh yeah. Like everybody was singing kind of this way. Like the dude from a Treyu. Did the same thing, like, Aaron Gillespie, like, on Underoath Records did the same thing. Like know,
0: Under us Under like, top tier of this shit, like, this oh, specific yeah. version of, like, metalcore, like, Underoath's top tier.
1: Uh, I, even, I, like, even like, Beloved, like, if you think of, like, some of their songs, too, like, the singer, like, will elongate stuff and, like, try to fit a lot into yeah, a very yeah. small area of music. But yeah. Just, it just was what it was, but this song, yeah. Best song on the record. Um, it fucking at the end hits that big breakdown Has a little riffing Goes to the end <laughs> Then hits the next song Lox And Lolita And like oh this is another good one It has like that little guitar riff And then the drums come in with like double kick And like the bill And you're like alright cool we got another acid beater on our hands
0: Yeah uh, this one I think the chorus sounds like AFI
2: um... For The chorus So I think so the second, you know, second track to me, that felt like the logical progression from the first record to this. Like, if you were yeah, going if... to take the sound off the first record, you'd be like, we're going to make it a little more mature and a little more like catchy, radio friendly, or whatever. I yeah, you have like that rock like outline of how it's going to be put together. Yeah. Because I mean, that song is very catchy. It's still heavy, but clearly has a little more like pop sensibility to it.
1: Mm-hmm. like that structure
2: yeah it's a very st- that's okay that's like probably the to me the biggest difference from too bad you're beautiful to this is these songs feel way more like structured verse chorus verse chorus okay you know bridge slash like mosh part
1: Yeah, this song is literally it's like intro verse chorus verse
2: bridge chorus and like that's how it ends like you know Whereas the old record was kind of, to me felt like, and I feel like this was very much of the era, like part, 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 part,
1: Was Yeah. Ryan, when I were talking about this, like with writing music, when I was in a studio, it's very linear. It's just like a line, and you're not going back to anything. You're just moving through parts. Especially like 2000s and like 90s metalcore. You just fucking move through parts.
2: <laughs> well, like, if you look at Too Bad, You're Beautiful, so they, they're the like, their song names on that record are so long. Like, that the Royal Crown or Blue, Blue Dutchess. Right? Yeah. <laughs> to me, that was like, kind of the only song that had a more, like, you know, straightforward formula. That was the single. That, that one kind of had a chorus to it. And even that, like, was so weirdo stuff compared to this record. Yeah. see lilacs absolutely
1: like this I, I like the course of it i don't <laughs> hear the afi too much is it just because his, his voice is a higher register
0: yeah i think that's it but it's like even there's something the way that he chooses to sing feel i don't know there's can, something I
2: can, like i can hear melodically too
1: melodically okay. too it's like, th- like the, it's like, this is not a product. Like, he goes, like, down. <laughs> yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, and it's, like, and it's the, mel- the, like, melody he's picking, too. I don't know. It's a weird—I associate things really weird, but um, that's just what I hear.
1: I, I, I get it a little bit more now, actually, thinking about it and pointing this one out. Also, I think the production, like, they have some—a good amount of, like, reverb on his voice, and, like, mm-hmm. that's, like, a fucking, like—
0: It's a AFI like, trick.
1: I, yeah, it's a Davey Havoc special, like— <laughs> On they were doing like that kind of shit. So uh, Um Yeah, this so yeah, super structure, but like it still hits. Like to me, like if like the songs were a little bit more like like this type of structure where it was like still focused on being like, oh, we're a heavy band. Mm-hmm. Would be cool. But then we got fucking no trivia coming up. Yeah. A ballad.
0: Three say, songs in. One, one sad, of
1: one of sad four. Boy, a, yeah, sad boy E like fucking 17 years old 16 years old I'm like, fuck yeah i get it and like now like i'm in my 30s i'm like this song is like just trying so hard to be like a radio rock song
0: you're just screaming your heart out to the airplane ticket number
2: <laughs> yo here's the thing the chorus is very catchy yeah i get it's it a little, <clears throat> a little riff over it
0: oh yeah there so here's the thing they got strong choruses, oh yeah, um, I like almost I... every chorus, and I catch myself singing them.
1: This is where I also noticed that the um the, gu- the guitar production was shitty, it's mm-hmm. like on this chorus, like it's like where you can hear like the dan and dan and it sounds so weak, it's so trebly, yep, yep uh, and it sucks, but like. I could have seen this being played on the radio and then now going through some of that guy's history, their their producer, it's like, mm. oh, he was doing Trapped and Chevelle. It's like, yeah. Why, yeah, of course you're gonna go to that guy if you wanna get into radio airplay, because he's gonna have that name behind it.
2: Yeah. The thing about it though, oh I was like thinking thinking about it from like you know, let's say I'm in the studio, I got my little fleep haircut and my little gauges, and I'm like Guys, this is going to be the one. <laughs> to me it's still it it's got such like a to use the phrase that everyone used back then. It's got such like an emo flair to it that I could see like dudes listening to the radio just being like, "Yo, this is some pussy shit." Like I like they're they're all about that kind of stuff, but like cuz you know, I to me Stain basically is an emo band.
0: It, yo from like a when i catch standpoint. when i catch myself being like dude stained rocks it's weird it feels bad you rock
2: <laughs> no straight up during during lockdown my one of my big things was trolling stained facebook groups Because <laughs> <laughs> people that like stain like they love stained and like, oh
3: yeah
2: like i would always make posts about like it's my favorite emo band like have you ever read through the lyrics like this dude literally is like crying about everything all the time and Aaron Lewis like even just like the way they play like he literally looks like he's having a temper tantrum while they're playing it's like so sad and I but like the music itself like yo what if this song was was their attempt at it's been a while
1: yeah I get that well,
0: what if like they cut the 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 heavy parts out? Do you think they would have made it?
1: No, so you needed it's... to have like that was like, random bands were getting signed the big labels. That's like, true. The time. Like I think I think I would have like, liked it. Go. Let's say bands like that you probably never heard of were getting signed. Like, yeah, that had like some scream. Like you needed to have at least some like like red jumpsuit of- apparatus. Yeah, like, that band, that was, like, a little bit later, but it's, like, Story of the Year was, like, around this time, and, yeah. like, bands, like, the used that had, like, that, that kind of vibe. Um There's, like, shittier bands, like... I, I trying. It, yeah, or bands, like, I fucking remember this band, Stutterfly.
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. yeah. Bands like that were, like, on major labels, and, like, they were trying to do some shit, and so... Letter Kills? Yeah, Dude. Letter, fucking letter kills. I knew I loved letter kills. That was a band my
0: church backed because they knew they They're knew some Utah, of the right? members. Yeah, 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 <laughs> um, Four, Four
1: Rain Drive.
0: Yeah. They were
2: big. Or letter lie. Or letter Dude.
0: lie, your boys. Yo, I saw them at the barn house.
2: Yeah, it's the barnyard.
1: Um, or
0: letter was, lie ripped.
1: It was like that like you needed to have the the Screaming, you like that was just the thing, and so yeah.
2: So here's, I a think hot, I, here's a hot. Here's a hot take. Yeah, could this band have crossed over more if the singer didn't look like your dad?
1: <laughs> it wasn't fifty.
2: Because as, as we're talking about this, I'm thinking about all these bands that labels were scooping up, wanting them to be like the next, the next used for like oh, yeah. a while. They had hot guys? Not even, just... I mean, you know, maybe on paper, like, hot guys. But, like, to be <laughs> honest, Burt McCracken looks like an idiot, and he was not attractive.
0: Yeah, but... but
2: th- He had a that... lot, I mean... Your, gr- your girl, Osborne, was definitely down.
3: Yeah,
0: yeah.
2: But, kind of, like... Thinking about, like... Could you put them in, like, a magazine, you know, and, like... People would be like, oh, they're hunky.
1: Yeah, to well, say, I mean, or at least like they look like they were like, like at least kind of younger. It's like, yeah. do you see like this thirty-five-year-old dad like singing about like all his hopes and all his dreams. they <laughs> are just like, bro.
2: Like,
3: well, that's go the thing. Like,
2: go, go to your through, kids. Reading through the dudes, the singer, like their old singer, like how he does like the outdoorsy stuff now, and like how like kind of like his like history within hardcore. I'm like, yeah, that makes sense. Like actual hardcore is full of like just you know, your average Joes, you know? Like mm-hmm. and so even like their one of the guitar players, the dude that was all like tatted up, definitely looked like someone that would have been in like a scuzzy hardcore band. Like looked like he wasn't getting enough sleep. Was covered in tattoos you Looks
0: know, like then, Travis
2: like, Riley <laughs> Yeah he kind of looked like Travis Riley actually Like
0: I mean is that all, just a New sun- York look Sunken say, eyes is a New York thing
2: <laughs> New York legend himself <laughs> That's what I'm saying though like That's not like that To me that's one of like The things about hardcore that's like so cool It's like you can look at these people and it's like oh it's super relatable They just look like regular people Yeah like you don't have like a costume on, like you're literally just getting up there and playing. Yep. And I feel like in that regard, I think from mom to ashes, was was much more of that kind of metalcore band where it's like, they just look like dudes.
3: Yeah. Yeah.
2: And it just so happens that like, when thinking of like the average age of like a lot of these bands that the labels are scooping up, clearly from mom to ashes in general had been around a little bit longer. Mm hmm at least the singer, you know, he was, like, tour managing shutdown in the 90s. Okay. And so it's kind of, like, it just looked like dudes, you know, getting up there and rocking, but then, (laughs) like, what Eastside said, you, you incorporate these, like, super sappy, melodramatic lyrics, and it's, like, and, like, I don't, I didn't look this up, like, I don't know if it's even out there, like, to see, I feel like back then, especially a lot of metalcore bands, the singer didn't write the lyrics mm-hmm. or sorry the screamer didn't write the lyrics yeah 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 and so i'm really wondering i feel like the, i bet the drummer wrote everything i could well, be wrong the, i feel the like he reason, wrote
0: it the reason they kicked him out <coughs> was apparently he wasn't pulling his weight on the last record so Wait, i right. think they did write things and one thing we talked about last time we we're recording is like
1: this record kind of sounds like they're competing for parts the drummer's winning yeah. Then so I, think, I was gonna say I think one of the reasons why they never broke out too is because like, in like this era too, you just had like you're talking about like the look of them. They're just like they look like dudes. Yeah, like, like hardcore dudes is fine. But then it's like you had like 18 visions and a you who were like about to kind of hit like that next step, especially like 18 visions like ends up like on like a major label like right after this um Mm -hmm. they had that look like they went full into like okay we're gonna be we're gonna have the fucking hair we're gonna have the tattoos and we're gonna dress a certain way the fucking obsession like pictures in that record and the album art where they're looking all sad and there's hearts and all that shit it's like they they sold out into that which not like selling out like in a bad thing like you think of like when you're 17 no they just like they just
2: leaned into it yeah, yeah. I,
1: it's like, okay, if we're gonna be kind of get called pussies because, like, we dress like like the way they did, like, everything's from Banana Republic, like, and they're just like, fuck it, let's just go, and it worked a bit more for them, whereas these guys it didn't, like, just being dudes isn't gonna do that in that scene.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah. Then, well, I, I don't know. I feel like, too, thinking in that regard, so you have Back then, I feel like you didn't even need to be all hunks. As long as you had, you had to a hunky, have a hunky singer and maybe yep. one other guy. Like, yep. Kind of thing, but like leading through, you know, Brandon chapetti He's 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 on beast mode twenty four seven. Eighteen Visions, Jimmy Hart. Yeah, same thing. But then, like, looking at a lot of these bands, I'm like, oh, some of the other dudes in the band just look very normal. He didn't like, who mm-hmm. had like that guy that looked like he was a dad. <laughs> This guy? Uh, like the. Guitar player or the drummer? Guitar player. They had the one guy who, like. Looked perpetually tired all <laughs> the, the time. Was that the drummer? Uh, the drummer looked like a mechanic. <laughs> <laughs> that makes so much I sense
1: was, for that no, band. The older guitar player were <laughs> in the Hellfest DVD. He's one playing, like, that BC Rich fucking sunburst guitar.
2: that's the guy that looks tired all the
1: time. Yeah, that guy. It's like, you'd have that guy. It's like, you you had to have a guy that at least, like,
2: really looked the part. Yeah. That was the craziest thing back then. So when they're, like, when everyone was, like, wearing makeup, you know, it's kind of, like, some of the people, when they're rocking it in, like, the promo photos, I'm like, this person or persons are clearly just dudes from hardcore that... Would never ever wear this crap on their own, and it just looks so forced. Mm -hmm. Or they're just in the promo shot, just looking bummed. Like,
3: we're
0: not going
2: to. We're not doing this live. Like,
0: (laughs) (coughs) my friends that did that shit only did it when they went to shows.
2: I did it when we played shows, or sometimes. Actually, I I did it more. Actually, but I liked getting like, you know, I liked when people would call me like gay and stuff, and I'm like, well, I'm not, and girls are into it, so jokes on you. <laughs> <laughs> but no, I feel like a lot of it was purely a th- theatrical like. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. nothing wrong with that, like.
0: No, it, I mean, look at Code Orange. Play the part, then write okay. a song that sounds like Grab Zombie.
1: That fucking song blows. (laughs) That's another, that's a whole other tangent there. Um, Time for like one of the last good songs on the record, Milligram Smile. I fucking, I like this song. It even has like that um, little acoustic fucking interlude in there. Like again, this is one where like they hit the formula right on this one too. Mm -hmm. So
2: the the chorus on this song is catchy as hell.
1: Oh, like that! If I'm a writer, I'm a poet. Like that. Like that shit is so yeah. catchy, and yeah. then it has like the fucking like chugging like dun 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 So it's like, yeah, still, like it's like nice. Like it's still heavy, and then it's the, the metal it's got the, metal the metal chord riff.
2: riff lead over it.
1: Yeah. <laughs> they got it, yeah, like a sweepy guitar part for the breakdown. And it's like the, the guys like, please, can I play some metal riffs again? <sighs> so yeah, it was sick. Like that little like do 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 do. And then they have like the fucking the emo part for all the ladies that are there holding the holding your gray sweater. This is the one, is the one with the
2: big dive bomb right there. Da-na-na-na. Da-na-na-na. Da-na-na. Da-na-na-na. Da-na-na-na.
1: But that's why like, and Lolita, isn't it? I don't. I
2: know you're Yeah, that is. You see, they're all.
1: I remember because on the Health S C V, it's <laughs> like a, they don't hit a good dive bomb that always made me mad. <laughs> Like, come on, you guys can hit a fucking good pinch harmonic there. Oh, but Dude, we this, wasn't it you recording... who I, I made do dive bombs for me all the time?
0: Yeah. Yeah. You just throw them in in random places? Wait, you did it in alone.
1: I did. Dive bombs <laughs> rock. Yeah. Uh, I,
3: uh,
1: <laughs> I would try to get away with a lot of stuff. and Like, any band I do. I'm like, can I make this sound weird?
2: Let's go. <laughs> uh, oh, the one I thing just... with Milligram. The intro sounds very soft mm-hmm. With the way the guitars are recorded Yep
1: like, It does again, It's that fucking Arts production Also see? like these lyrics It's like it's So like again over the time So melodramatic like if I'm a writer And I'm a poet might love you but never show it But like Again like they know the demographic Like they may be like 28 year old like, New York hardcore guy <laughs> Like we're playing to these sixteen-year-old kids who are gonna fucking love this, and they were right because I fucking
2: I'm like yeah, fuck yeah, it's so good. It's like when it's like it's like when hardcore bands print violent merch, but they've never been in a fight. <laughs> it's like yeah,
1: it's cool. It's just... Y'all are suburban white boys. Like you guys aren't like gangster or been in a fight. Just stop, please. <laughs> Let's get yeah, to the next yeah. fact. Let's yeah. Second let's wrong makes you feel right. This song is so fucking stupid. It is <laughs> it's so like alt-rock new metal. I will say it
2: said, is, with the four said heavy ass mosh part at the end.
1: Yeah. It doesn't make any sense. Um and also I do think it's funny though that like this they sing on the verses, but then scream on the chorus. And it feels like the screaming on the chorus. Was, like, a decision they made afterwards. Like, oh, we, we gotta have more screaming. So, let's just do that instead. It feels like they added him in. Like, later.
0: So, yeah, this is the This Time song. This <laughs> this is another one that's, like, the singing and stuff is, like, hugely influenced by a specific Juliana Theory song. It's so weird. I keep bringing this band up. I'm sorry. I did it last time, too. I was really into them. So, but it just... it. I think I would like this record if it wasn't heavy.
2: I think I would... I think I wouldn't hate it if it wasn't heavy. I'd love the record after this, then. (laughs) (laughs) That's basically what it sounds like. Then
0: uh, I'll check it out. I won't.
2: (laughs) Um, I don't... So, I I think the breakdown that got forced into this towards the end is cool. But I'm kind of like... I don't really care about the rest of the song to get to that.
1: <laughs> it hits out of nowhere, and it's like then like he does the thing that I hate. It's like the every time you close your eyes, you should be seeing me. It's like <laughs> fuck. Dude. It's so bad. See, um, and- I will say that the um the chorus is even though it's like a scream chorus, it is catchy. Like they mm-hmm. do a good job of that but uh, the melody of it is cool but like this song, it is
2: so bad so after Milligram Smile the rest of the record the rest of the non-ballad songs on the record so when I re-listened to this the other day none of it is like none of it's offensive but it's not good yeah, yeah, yeah like I'm not I'm not mad listening to it, but, you know, being much older now, I'm kind of like, yeah, this ain't anything I'm reaching for at this point. Yep. Yeah. I think, I think
0: a lot of it was the, the anger is listening to it. Like, I probably listened to this record 10 times at this point. Yeah, that's rough.
2: (laughs) I listened to this record twice. Good. In the span of a week and... By the second time, I was like, all right, let me just... Actually, I'm just going to turn the record off and just read the lyrics on their own, and maybe I'll appreciate them more. But, all right, let's get back on track.
0: Yeah, Autumn's monologue. I'd break in two over you. Oster. you don't like this this girl's voice, right? No, she can't fucking sing. She's not a good singer.
2: I think she sounds good, personally.
0: But, like... But I I don't know who am I? I think Reba from Code Orange, I think her singing in Adventures, I think that fucking rocks. Is that quote unquote good? No, but it, I like it. It's this sounds child. like this sounds like a girl that was in high school choir who everyone said was amazing and she just took that and I don't know. I I, 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 I don't I, know why I hate it so much, but it's too. just
1: there's something interesting about it to me. Um, this is a song that I would show, like, normie girls. I would talk to you and be like, yo, like, they got stuff like this, too. Yeah, like, they got oh. stuff that sounds like anime outros. <laughs> this That's is what like,
0: this song, this song is an anime outro. This song is like
1: the uh, the follow-up one to it, Are the most fucking dramatic fucking <laughs> songs like, ever it, it's so it's like it's really stupid and it, it really kind of hurts like pacing of the album but mm-hmm. at the same time like I I think now especially after Devin brought it up maybe there was like this big narrative in this so I guess yeah. it
2: fits. well like yeah. our, talking about like the pace of the album you know if you would have taken out the third track you know the monster ballad Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. And this was the first, like, um. Ballad you know, song? I would be a good palate cleanser. Mm-hmm. Because this
0: is, like, what bands did. They had one song like this. Usually it ended the record, but
2: yes. Eastside, isn't On Too Bag You be Beautiful the third song? Ballad? <laughs> yeah, it is. It's where it gets, like, really heavy at the end, you know? Yeah. Fuck, what's that song called? I forgot what it is. Uh, I I really like that song, but I just now thought of it. I'm like, is this a thing that they do? And I'm almost positive on that record, the crazy song is like track seven. but the super long intro where it's like, I felt you... That's
1: song eight. That's Reflections.
2: I'm wondering if these fellas are purposefully trying to make the listen a little more, like, truncated and, like, choppy.
1: I, because I remember, yeah, because the third track on Too Bad You're Beautiful was the ballad, but then they had that weird spoken word-ass track. Yeah. Oh. Then then they went back into the fucking pit. Awesome. Yeah, back into the good shit. <laughs> um, but Yeah, it's, um, oh, they all, I think this also, like, this record's so fucking mid-paced, like, like, as far as the, even the heavy songs, everything's like one tempo, mm-hmm. and like the other one they had fast parts they had
2: punk beats, they had like that's metal why the ones. after dinner payback kicks ass because that song is fast, and like yep, it's kind of like I mean to an extent, they blew their load right at the get go where it's like from a i mean it's obviously smart to to front load your record a little bit, you know. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I'm kind of like I'm playing the best song in your set first. Yeah. You know, where it's kind of like, oh, the energy pops off, but then like the rest of the set, everyone's kind of just like, uh, oh, okay.
1: It'd be like if 18 Visions played Tower of Snakes first. Mm-hmm. It's especially for people who like only know like 18 Visions from that. Like, yeah, I, I like that like they open up with like, she's a movie produced masterpiece. You know, like for me, yeah. like, fuck yeah let's go or if they would like open up with like john lennon or something people who are into that band would be fucking stoked but like yeah imagine if they started with fucking tower snakes nobody's gonna care like Mm -hmm. nobody's gonna care about them playing i let go later (laughs) or like you broke my glass later you know like but like you're waiting for that so it's like this one and maybe it's a product of the time because you'd actually go put the cd in all this so like maybe if you switch out or anything it's like we want you to hear a couple last beaters in a ballad you're gonna skip out after like the first four songs like you're gonna listen to this yeah th- this record like everything i w- i want to say it like, feels like all the same tempo except for the after the payback it's just all so fucking slow everything's just like half time shit breakdowns don't even sound heavy even in the next song, the Alive Alive Out of Habit, they're like, hey guys, we still know how to play dissonance. Yeah, like. Uh,
2: like... <sighs> yeah. They, uh. uh the pace. I didn't even necessarily think about it until you mentioned that, but the pacing of the record, other than first song all sounds so mid-tempo the whole time
1: yeah and like that it, it makes it so boring it's like even like at the end of the record you're just like jesus christ it's either like mid-tempo or they have a ballad and it's, so like when you get to fun no it isn't it's like it makes it like a it makes the record feel really long especially because there's just no breaks in the tempo and it's like when they had like even, like, that fucking song Cherry Kiss, like, that beginning riff is, like, super cheesy. But then, like, they have, like, the fucking fast, like, punk beat with, like, the tremolo picking. Like, on, like, the first record, are like, okay, this fucking rocks. It, there's nothing that, like, breaks up that tempo and goes fast. Or, like, we were talking about the Warriors, um, and they had the one song on War Is Hell that was, like, actually fast and wasn't, like, as mid-tempo because they did the same shit. And, like mm-hmm. I love that song because it was different. Oh, people change tempos sometimes. Play punk beats.
2: Yeah, you can't do that if you're Chris, though. Sorry. <laughs>
1: that's a Char- deep cut, Charlie. That's a deep when Charlie would be like, "Hey, look who I was the best." <laughs> but yeah, this song like they try um, again lyrically. It's like it's the same shit. Um,
0: Are we had a, a live out of habit.
1: Yeah. Yeah. No. It, it, this like this is like where it becomes like such a hard listen. Even though they're trying to like, hey, we got heavy parts still. It's it didn't hit. Guitar tone sounds whack It just it sounds super forced. Like they're like, okay, we gotta have like something like this in here, toss into the end.
0: Yeah, and it's got it's got your your favorite your favorite vocal stylings. Violet waves, oceans
1: blue. I fucking. Uh... <laughs> It bugged me so much more on this last listen <laughs> than it did on any other listen, and I listened to this record so. Like, the thing is, like, I remember these songs from when I was a kid. And I don't remember hating them. Yeah, it's like I, I also don't remember like <laughs> like them. So just remember uh, after your payback, if you're being honest.
0: Yeah, uh, and all I taste
2: is what's her name. That song title can fuck off
0: yeah this is the only like straight <laughs> yeah. up like misogynistic shitty song everything else is like kind of vague but this one's just like oh yeah 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 we hate women yeah yeah yeah, we do we do yeah, so you know
1: like it was like call it like, like of a like a whore and it's like do you feel the shame oh i know like i'm sick of your sad songs and sing-alongs that fucking yeah. line oh my god <laughs>
0: Oh. All, all I taste today is the shame of my whore prey.
1: Uh, the fiction we live. This time it's Francis' turn to be a little fucking sad boy. <laughs> and what's funny? It's like with this song. Then, like, if you look at the lyrics of uh, what's the fucking the, the trivia? Yeah, it's like he. It's like he's the perspective of this is like he. Doesn't want to be in that. Like then he's like, Oh, I do want to like mm-hmm. hey, I'm not worth it. It's okay. Oh, but whatever. It's so fucking dramatic. I do yeah. like I'd like this one better. If they would have not done the other one and maybe just had this one, or vice versa, whatever, it would've been fine. I like this because it is shorter.
0: Yes. Yes. That one's the other one's four minutes.
2: This one's like a minute and like twenty.
1: Yeah, and this one I think is also another one, like you were saying, like uh, the fucking hardcore guy with his acoustic guitar to a girl, like horns and tails, and he then he'd probably bust out into this one. It, it's from it's the, yeah. the playbook.
2: Also, it's like I'm kind of like, yo, I get that both of these songs are like sharing like lines and like lyrics, kind of. I'm just like. But they should have done. I mean, and this is all us inferring things. Maybe like it's the different perspectives. What would have been cooler is both of them on the same song and they go back and forth. Yep, yep.
1: That would be cool. Like yeah, verse one like her, and then like they do. This is a really weird connection. It's like that one a day to remember a song oster. Which one? The uh, the one that's the, the acoustic one that had the girl in it from the third record.
0: Uh, I I think I was out by then. Is that the okay. one with da 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 da? That's the record.
1: Yes, I was out by then. That
3: record
1: It is, but they had that um had the song at the end. It's like the dude sang, and then mm-hmm. they had a feature. She sang, and like it was like boom. Then they did the same chorus. He did one, she did one, and then they all sang at the end. Mm-hmm. Could have done that. Like, the, like that idea is a good idea for this. Instead yeah. of like wasting yeah. six minutes of my life, it could have been wasted <laughs> four. It would have been better. <laughs>
0: um, and then we've got the song that best describes how I feel about listening to this record. Uh, so many times,
1: I'm the best at ruining my life.
2: And the song, this is the song is not The song. Ain't for me.
1: No, it's not for me either And I just like, even just the way it begins too With like that fucking bozo-ass guitar riff And the the drums hitting like the fucking rim of the snare It's like, you know it's not gonna be a banger Like they're not leaving you like with anything It's like, this album starts off so strong And then just fucking whimpers out And it's, oh my god But I think they were like, especially thinking back They were trying for something
2: and it yeah. obviously didn't work. This, yeah. Yo, this record would be a really good EP. Yeah. If you took, you could either take a few of the strongest songs, or even if you took some of the ideas from different songs and kind of cherry-picked them and, like, put them into, like, there's one song that has these four songs pushed into this one. It's cut like, None of the songs are necessarily samey, mm-hmm. but they are at the same time.
1: Yeah, it's like, like everything runs together, even though they're like different.
2: Yeah,
0: with, listening to it passively, it it that really comes through. It's like, wait, did the song
1: change or not?
2: Well, it's kind of like not to not to suck my own dick, but <laughs>
1: <laughs> it's impressive. It's like Marilyn Manson, baby got ribs removed. <laughs>
2: That's it, my boy. Uh, what's the Brogan? guy's name? No, it was the dude on Fox News that, like, retired. That was definitely, like, anti, like, he was blaming Marilyn Manson and everything for, like, school shootings and stuff. Um, okay. Nathan, Nathan would know his name. I can't remember it off the top of my head. But, um. Of course, Nathan would. Yeah. Reddit super king. Um, <laughs> I feel like. Like with our new record, one of the things I'm like, one of the things I'm like, yo, even if like you don't like the record, it flows so well, I think, because yep. we do like fast song, slow song, like breaking it up to where it kind of goes back and forth. Versus like, if you're writing a record as an album, like in theory, I would think it's like, oh, you're on a, a journey, mm-hmm. you don't want to be too samey, and that's why like a lot of the times, like they've talked about Axe around a bunch, like most hardcore LPs could be trimmed down to EPs. Mm -hmm. And I'm like, yeah, that's true because a lot of it is super samey. And I feel like a lot of bands aren't writing out like a record, like they're not written as an album. It's like, oh, we have a bunch of songs that we wrote.
1: And then what you're supposed to do is then release an album. So here's these 11 tracks. It's it's like, I, I like that point. Like, it's like, I really like Terror. I don't need 35 minutes of terror.
0: Yeah, that's why that new record's fucking one of the... I've never
1: been a terror guy, but that record is one of my favorite things I've ever heard. It's like, get in and get out, like, put your best shit there. Because, like, sometimes, like, when you get, like, 40 minutes into especially, like, heavy music that isn't, like, super progressive or anything,
2: it just sounds the same. me, me Me and City Randy were talking about that on Friday. We were, like, listening to some, like, newer records... And we were kinda like, oh, like the first couple songs, like, this fucking rocks. Like, this is really cool. And then him and I both kinda like, oh by track eight, like he was like, this this record reinforces one of the ones that we're just like, this reinforces why those hardcore albums should just be like EPs. Yeah. Because the first couple tracks sound really cool but unless unless you're really changing stuff up or like I I mean I think a lot of if they're writing like it needs to be super intentional of, like, we know we want people to listen to this from start to finish, so we're going to make it to where you don't get bored.
1: Writing yeah. an album, not
2: writing songs. Yeah. Well, I think, too, like, that's one thing, like, I really appreciate about Ralph and Charlie, is they listen to so much, like, not hardcore mhm. And kind of like what you're saying. Oh, like Ralph is like, I'm a, I'm a full album guy. Like, I don't listen to just a song. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You no, know, he's like, I get like playlists are cool and stuff, but he's like, I'd rather just listen to the album.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: So, um, and I feel like that mentality is much more like not hardcore. Like a lot of rock albums, or like even I, honestly, like I mean, I listen. I don't listen to a ton of rap, but I feel like a lot of rap albums are kind of written as albums
0: yeah they're most of them are very cohesive
2: yeah or at least even if they're not written that way they're they're presented that way where there's like interludes and an intro and like Mm -hmm. an outro and things like that to where
3: little skits
2: rap albums are yeah i was like rap albums are so fucking long yeah that you need that kind of shit to break it up well and that's changing too like people are releasing 20
0: minute rap records and that's that's sick
2: I mean I'll be honest that's one reason why I kind of like I've never like loved rap per se but I don't like dislike it like there's definitely rap songs that I like Yeah yeah but I feel like one of the things that always deters me or just doesn't keep doesn't necessarily pull me in is I'm like um the rap the rap lp so long I I get like overwhelmed
1: Yep it's a big then, and investment then, like, of time and then yep. also yeah. like brain power to like To process everything,
2: well, like a lot of rap songs are fucking long. Yep, and like I have coming from like a hardcore, like even most hardcore songs, I'm like, yo, this is way too long. You could trim half this song off, and it would be minute and a half. That's all I want. (laughs) (laughs) And then so like kind of talking about all the twenty minute rap albums now, I feel like I could be wrong because obviously I'm not like invested in that like music scene. I feel like with the adoption of streaming. Mm -hmm. it's been way more like single 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 stuff yep
0: yeah no that's that's how it's working it's It's in all all music
2: it's so overwhelming to me of like how am i going to keep up with this when there's so much music well plus this aspect of like recording a rap song seems way easier than recording any sort of like rock song yeah there's there's
0: two people involved there's the producer and the rapper
1: and
2: you don't have to get,
1: like, tones, and if you're doing real drums, like, shit, like, that, like, it's gotten easier, especially for, like, metalcore. Because, like, you can have, like, the fake big drums, because they're going to probably replace them anyway. You can do the fake amps, because they'll, like, you can make it sound like fucking every Joey Sturgis Rise Records fucking thing you want. Um, it's, like, stuff like that, but, like, if you do, like, actually, like, hardcore, like, you want real drums, you want real sounds, you want good guitars, because... I want it to kind of sound a little bit different because
3: mm-hmm.
1: it's there's actually there's it's it's just like a totally different thing than like that shitty metalcore so it is like you have to go at a studio or do what charlie did and like fucking like build your own <laughs> like put a practice spot that is a studio and then also then learn pro tools and then have the drum played like to the songs and then record it oh that sounds like shit Set up like guitar amps and mics and all that. It's a fucking process. And that's Mm even just like with Charlie. Yeah. Just with him. It's gonna be a process. Then going into a real studio. Then how long were you guys like technically in the studio with Ryan this last
2: time? Uh probably like three or four months. Yeah. It's a fucking
1: process where like you can hammer out like a Gotta be hammer out a hip hop song in like a half a
2: day, yeah. Mm-hmm. So, like, just the output of that is so overwhelming to me, yeah. So, that's cool that you're saying, like, oh, 20 minute albums because, like, I mean, all especially, like, uh um, so there's like a Kendrick Lamar song that I heard on it was on the trailer for Creed, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. and like, just and again, like, I mean, it's like. Kind of going like off a tangent a little bit like just the placement of that song in the trailer got me so amped on the song. Yep. So now when I listen to it, I'm like, oh this fucking rocks. Like
3: Yeah, yeah, yeah.
2: Even that, like um just hearing that singular song on its own. I'm like, this song is sick, but like looking at like a whole rap album, I'm like, that's a lot of music. This is a lot <laughs> undertaking, like but, like out of I'm, time. Yeah. Well, and,
0: and like that's how I feel about these records. Like they're so fucking long. This one's like forty-five minutes.
1: I will like, say though, I, or it's forty. 40. I'll say in like defense of this, mm-hmm. is that it is this time you'd get like two years as an album cycle. So you're only getting forty-five minutes of new music from this band for the next two years. That's true. That's so true. You kind of split that up. Now like in that time like streaming wasn't a big thing. Yeah, there was like you know, pure volume, mp3.com, MySpace, like, HXC, mp3, but it was, like, a totally
2: different beast. Yeah, like, you... You'd only have... Well, okay, so that's actually a good point, so... This is clearly MySpace a day. This might have been a little before, too. This was 03.
1: MySpace is on the come-up.
2: Yeah. I'll say I was a uh, two thousand four I think was when it really fucking came in. Popped off. Okay, so best. this is this, so that, that circles back even more. So you're gonna be touring on you're gonna be on an album cycle depending on like ob- obviously the better the record does probably the longer you're gonna tour on it. Mm-hmm. But roughly two you know, two years. Yeah. So this record kind of as a summation has three or four like pretty solid tracks. Mm-hmm. You know, on your MySpace play, you're not gonna have your whole record, you're gonna have strong ones. It's like all yep. you need. You got yep. you got those few songs. You got um so you got
1: like, like, like the old like you get like after dinner, lilacs, and then like, you know what? We'll toss on reflections for all you old heads out there.
2: Yeah, like you can have a couple old songs, a couple new songs, and then you don't need to update that player for a couple years. Yep. And then at the same time, I feel like with, like we'll say, social media, you could take a deep cut off the record and probably toss that on your MySpace player, and purely, purely from it being on there, it will. Talking about this record specifically, I bet if you pulled out one of the later tracks on the record and just threw that on like a MySpace player thing, I bet that song would sound 10,000 times better than it does when you listen to the actual record. Yep. Yep. Because it's not going to get lost in like the mid tempo ness of everything. Yeah. It's like, oh, here's three ass feeder tracks and here's this kind of mid tempo. Oh, that's cool. Like,
1: oh, they're changing it up from just being this like, Heavy, cool stuff like here's something different like if you put like the second wrong makes you feel right on a MySpace player it's like you have like after dinner payback like reflections you got um fucking milligram smile and then you got this and you're like oh that they're changing it up here instead of like oh this is the tempo of the whole fucking record <laughs>
2: <'Cause> <laughs> like none of the songs on the record well okay well we're taking out like ballad acoustic stuff so none of the none of the electric songs <laughs> are like they're not poorly written they're not like offensive, but structured very I, well I might have said earlier some of it some so much of it is just it's fine mhm like,
3: mm-hmm.
2: it's serviceable, it's not bad like you kind of you mentioned talking about terror earlier, Charlie and I were talking about this last night and how. Have some of these legacy bands where I don't need necessarily a new record from a lot of these like, legacy bands, but it, it, it is really cool when a band so far into their career of more or less writing just they, they've dialed in their sound, they know what works, so why deviate from that a lot? Yeah. Because but it's really cool when they can put out a record, however many years later, deep into their catalog, and it's just it's it's a good record. Like it's actually like, oh, this is actually cool. Like, yeah. And at the same time, you're kind of thinking at it. If you're touring consistently and putting out record after record, regardless, that's going to be someone's entry point. Mm-hmm. To where, if you're sticking to a formula, that's like. I mean that's pretty smart
1: (laughs) Every Time I Die was such a, like before they broke up was such a classic example of that it's like they wrote like every, it was like clockwork every two years new album every two years like they would have like but like the weird Matthew songs they would have a rock song they would have it all and like still was fairly interesting and I thought their last record they put up before they broke up was I think like one of their best records they ever did that was.
2: lot better than a lot of the
1: But they had kind of they had like that formula almost down though like they knew like that X-Lives maybe is the entry point for somebody or the Mm -hmm. Big Dirty is definitely I know like the entry point for some people um that my thoughts too (laughs) Devin's shaking his head no but it's like they they knew that and they were they were uh, essentially like whatever style you want to call them but like essentially like I'm a hardcore band they did that for 20 fucking years
3: Like, Mm -hmm. that's
1: unbelievable. And at, like, a fairly high level, like, where, like, they were still playing, like, Thousand Cap Rooms. Yeah. That's fucking wild.
3: Well,
0: and then on a bigger level, they did that. (laughs) That's true. Like, they just have been releasing the same record over and over and over. (laughs) I mean, I can't say
1: that because I haven't really listened to all of them. So, but... I mean, not that wrong. But they did add that metal, and they got into that, like metal scene where like yeah. metal like people like in that scene don't want any change like, they just <laughs> want it to sound the exact fucking same and so like that's
2: perfect for them I, what I, was, I was talking to someone about it might have been Alex Marshall we were talking about Killswitch and Gates the other day and I was like <laughs> they released the same record for 20 years yeah, and I was like they're a good example they figured out their lane they figured out, you know, we might not necessarily grow the band anymore, but we know how to stay comfortable, mm-hmm. stay afloat. And a lot of bands aren't don't either know how to do that or can't do that. And um, kind of just like you figure out, like you're saying, metalheads and stuff, like they don't want you to change. Like they haven't changed. They've so that new single with both of them. though, That shit rocks. Wait, what? You ever heard I that? Like, back? Yeah, just well, no, for, like a feature a song. That's that's dope. Do that The video's horrible, but the song kicks ass.
1: I did, saw. I was to say they did the smartest thing too, um, and like they were doing like stuff with mm-hmm. this is hardcore and like kind oh, of yeah. like trying to be like, hey, like we love Code Orange, we like these other bands, like the singers like putting on really big for hardcore. which I think is it's all real. It, yeah, yeah. That,
2: Ingrowns on one of their playlists, like it's like Kill Switch Engage yeah. like core playlist. Yeah, and like
1: that's such like while it is probably like very real to that, like Jesse, it's yeah. also a fucking smart move. It's like, hey, let's get in front of this different crowd to maybe get some newer fans to kind of keep up where we're at, keep our level. Um stuff like that is just super smart. It's like when uh every time I die I would go on tour with fucking um motionless and white. Like, yeah, it's like you... Yeah, you're gonna always have the Mulligans crew coming in, <laughs> Like you need to get at least some younger kids. You need to kind of get that um, tear going, like, so yeah, we'll fucking support Knock Loose, because Knock Loose is gonna get those random normie there's,
2: kids. There's two ways to do it, these are kind of what all these bands do and I think it's smart, so you take the Humble tour, where it's like, this current band this newer, younger band is way more popular than we are, but I bet if they get exposed to a band like us, they'll like it. So we're not cockasses; like we're happy to support this younger, more popular band. And getting the money still. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's playing... the that's the cruel hand yeah. way. You're like... Playing to all these kids that might not come out to one of your shows on your own. Maybe they will, but you're exposing them to stuff, which is also cool because maybe you're that stepping stone band for them. Mm-hmm. And at the same time, they're from bottom to ashes. And at the same time, you can do a headlining tour where you're mostly going to bring out, like, maybe like all the, the hardcore kids or whatever. But then you pull you, that's when you bring in the bands that you fuck with in newer bands. Like, every time I die, I thought I did a really good. I mean, Whatever what you thought are.
1: of your mu- like of their music, I thought the way they did things was like fucking cool.
2: Yeah. Well, so, like, I don't. So obviously, they had a booking agent. So who know? From people, I've. I mean, this is all like I've never had a booking agent. This is just from like kind of talking with people and like you're safe. And, like, we're, we're, yeah. Like it kind of seems like the booking agents will send the bands like, hey, these are some of the support acts. We're thinking about pick like, which ones you would be cool with. You know what I mean? Like, which ones would you want to play with? Which ones do you think would make the most sense for this tour? And then you kind of go from there. And then, like, I'm sure, I'm sure at the same time, if a band was like, no, but the booking agent's like, yo, this makes a lot of sense. Like, it's going to do well. Like, just do it. Yeah. And
1: like, putting hundreds on a TUI fucking tour.
2: Yeah. yeah. But I feel like. Every Time I Die, I mean, like, they, they have, like, they were one of those, like, OG old head bands that, like, the Mulligans crew, like, no matter what, even if they're going there to literally just play Floater, just play Floater, like, they're still gonna come.
0: They're still going.
2: Yeah. I'll, and I'll say
0: this, like, in putting <laughs> together a tour package, I have never listened to one Every Time I Die record. I think I listened to uh gutter phenomena or what's the big one
1: I mean, hot damn hot dams like hot, hot, yeah. hot damn
0: there's no hot
1: damn
0: rage i listened to hot Dam in fernando from the franklin cover ups car once that's it that's exactly. it <laughs> um and i saw them every time they came because there was always a band i wanted to see exactly like Their tour packages were so well structured exactly like,
1: like they would tour like, dream with the horizon but then they like i remember they brought out like one of the Opening support bands was TUI. I got yeah. another tour. Like shit, like that is like super cool. It's like everybody kind of wins on those. It's mm-hmm. I don't know. I, I think that's um. I don't know how we got on this tangent, but we just it's tangent day, baby. Old heads,
2: old heads, baby.
1: Yeah, it's also it's like we don't want to talk about From Autumn to Ashes too much, <laughs> <laughs> even yeah. it's the the Fiction We Live episode. But no, I get it because that record. Ah. Uh, Actually, that's one of the cool things. Killswitch always would do too. Um, like, From is Open for them. And I got mm-hmm. to see them in Eighteen Visions. That's like Killswitch, especially around that time. Like End of Heartache. No, on, era. The,
2: on the Killswitch Ooh. DVD, Howard's rocking under From Ashes shirt on like the live portion.
1: Yeah, it's like they they would always do like cool shit like that. Like always got to respect bands that do that, especially like getting like these gateway bands because like I don't. know, I feel like if you do that, like you're going to end into so much more music. So mm. That's,
2: that's a totally different fucking conversation for. Oh, so here's a totally different show. <laughs> here's a pro for this record. I really like the, the tan cover. I thought the cover looked cool.
3: Dead. You don't see
2: very many tan, especially if you think about that era, even now, like in general, there aren't very many tan. It sticks covers. out. It sticks out. Let me look. I'm going to pull it up again. Um, so
1: you want to pull up the rubric?
0: No, yeah, it's up. It's up and ready. Um, but I was just pulling something up that I'm going to send to Devin that's a, a tan cover. Uh, if I can find it.
1: Like. So if you go into text chat in general, I posted a couple pictures of uh, Devin's boy.
2: Oh, that's so we got the singer. We got Gambino. <laughs> Straight up, he looks like a sex predator. Like Yeah,
3: yeah.
2: <laughs> um, he sucks. What a loser. Um And I I like really like kind of a lot I like I like a lot of covers that are kind of like bold and like simple. This cover, you know, the the logos right in the middle, centered.
1: Then also, it's like kind of looks like an old book, and it's called "The Fiction We Live." Like,
2: yeah, it, it fits the aesthetic really well. I don't know what the whole X on the two is.
1: Oh, for. so actually, what what I like about that is that they that was like the the X thing was always like their logo. They branded really well, and so like because they would have like the X and like FATA, and that was like on a bunch of their shirts because I had them. Um, and so i always felt like when you had like a cool brand, like um Thursday had the fucking dove, Every Time I Die had the old English Eye, like stuff like that. Like when you're trying to get into especially nowadays, like having that branding, like like for social media and for kind of for Most something. bands have
2: horrible branding. Yeah. It's very yeah, fucking yeah.
0: true. Um but yeah, let's get uh let's get to rating this. Uh Moshworthy. Can you pit to it? Do you I'm want a, to pit to it? But I'd give can, it two out of five. A two? You say you want to know what you gave it last time? One
1: point five. That makes sense. Um, I'm no, sticking. Just, I'm sticking with point five. I'm gonna stick with two just because uh, upon listening again, the afternoon payback so is just
2: like that's the one.
0: Two off of a one song dog. Yeah. I'm, that, I'm,
2: yeah right. Honestly, I'm giving a. Uh, I'll, I'll, I'll round it up two out of five.
1: Okay. All right. All right. Sick. Really, from the after-dinner payback, that's just an ad speeder.
2: It's, okay.
0: it's good. It's good.
1: Yeah, like it's like three not, minutes of me, like, fucking putting myself into cardiac arrest, a two-step, <laughs> and a fucking pit. So, <laughs> I
2: was going to say, like, <laughs> most of the other Bosch parts on the record aren't. They're like more so like Ed Bobby Mosh, but it's like. If you're actually trying to like mosh for real, it's more so. I, I mean, I could, it's a breakdown. I could technically mosh to it, or like, this is technically like just any kid in a
1: newfound glory
2: show, yeah. Like, it's yeah, a, it that's, that's that rhythm. a
1: Brady move. <laughs> this is technically a breakdown, Brady <laughs> is all about like a technically a breakdown, and like, especially like a non metalcore song. Oh, he loved it, <laughs> that, like that song by the band The sleeping that was on Guitar Hero.
2: I know. Oh yeah.
1: Nope. <laughs> uh, okay. repeatability. How
0: how many times do you want to listen to it after this? I I'm sticking with my old score which was 0. Is mine also 0? Yeah. yeah. 0
2: 0 for dev. Oh. Here here's the thing. You don't need to with 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 the with the uh adoption of streaming and playlists. True there's zero reason to listen to this record all the way through ever again.
1: Yeah. yeah. I I'm definitely not going to, especially this, this is the second time you <laughs> have recorded this one. <laughs> Fuck that. Fuck that. If I never I never have to hear the fucking track 5 again, I'll like it's be so happy.
0: But I will be texting you and breaking into over you a lot. That's fine. I understand that. <laughs> um does it does it hold up uh lyrically,
1: no. musically?
0: No, absolutely.
1: Just, Honestly, overall, no. I love this record too. I love this band. Like when, oh, I God. ruined this record for Eastside because of this show. That's true. <laughs> I used to hold this record in regard to the point. Like Gabe was like, "You used to love that record," and I'm like, "Fuck this record."
2: <laughs> it's. I feel like in the alone chat years ago, we were talking about this record, and you're like, "Oh, it's really great," and I was like, "I don't know about that."
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I, it's probably come up multiple times. And yeah, now that I listen to it, and I'm fucking thirty four years old. I'm like this is absolute ass. Uh,
0: so yeah, I'm giving it a zero. Let's yeah, go zero. You pick zero. Oh yeah, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> no worries. I just want to make sure all these scores are accurate. Um, aesthetic. Does it fit with the band and the sound? Yeah. yeah. I gave it a four
2: last time. Uh, I'm sticking with that.
1: uh, What What did I give? Like three five. You gave it a four. I'm gonna do
2: three five.
1: Okay, I'll go back to the four.
2: Okay.
0: Um, influence. Can you hear this band on other other bands, Uh, or just did it influence? It influenced a lot of kids. Is what I'm uh, what. Influence is a little
1: broad. I don't think Uh, I don't think this record did at all. I mean it it got Isai. It got Isai. It didn't influence necessarily people musically, but I think they were a gateway band where like they That's that's what I meant. That's what I was trying to say. They they influenced people to go find other music that was better. Yeah. But the same style. Like they got people into this style.
2: I think that So we talked about it earlier. I think if you were a you know, any sort of core related band that had merch at Hot Topic. Yep you were a gateway band for people. I think that, um, I think especially like living in Alaska, you know, um, if you were into any sort of like hardcore metalcore, anything like that, you would almost, if you saw that shirt at hot topic, you bought it. Yeah. And you would almost like, even if you didn't love the band, You would still buy the shirt and get into it and like listen to those records. I feel like a little bit more, at least people that I knew did. Yeah, yeah. To where I think that, especially like a lot of the people I saw. So, like, I'm trying to think of the way to word this properly. So, when I was 17 and I worked at Hot Topic, I had a new Bleeding 2 shirt in, buying it, new Fata shirt. Buying it, new Underoos sh- or Norma Jean shirt, buying them. <clears throat> By the time I was eighteen, I was overdoing. I wouldn't do that anymore. I would. I was buying shirts from either bands, like web stores, or going yeah like, going to merch now. Yeah, well, like, and merch- the ones the ones at Hot Topic were usually their worst designs. Yeah, no, straight <laughs> up. And so that changed, but then I would see the next. Like crop of kids who were like a couple years younger than me, those are the kids that were buying those shirts, checking out those bands. So I did. De- like, within like a couple years later, they're they've moved on also past that. where I do think that that was in a lot of ways like a, like they were a gateway band. Like circling back to the question, they were 100% influential in that regard. Yes. And I don't think I just don't think that they influenced anyone sonically. I don't oh, think so yeah, either.
0: Uh yeah, I gave it a two point five last time. I'm gonna stick with that.
1: Uh, that's a good score. The two point five, like right in the middle, just because, like, yeah, just being that gateway band for those dumbass kids that like saw the X
2: shirt and like, yeah, I gotta get this. Yeah, I think the first record probably influenced more bands to do the singy, singy, screamy stuff.
3: Yeah, mm-hmm.
2: they, they did it more so in a way where it wasn't like.
1: Course, they had, like dedicated chorus verse stuff. Yeah, like,
2: I mean, they had, it wasn't like, oh, there's, there's one singing part on the song. There was multiple back and forth, mm-hmm. but their first record was much more linear yeah, structure-wise to where it's like, oh, you can have singing throughout the song as well as screaming, but it doesn't necessarily need to be, like, radio-friendly either. Yeah, yeah. It wasn't like so a what's static your... lullaby. <laughs> oh. So what's your, what's your score?
1: We're gonna bring it, we're gonna bring it to that. Is this, like, an oh, overall no. score?
2: Is this the overall? No,
0: no, 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 no. For influence? for the
2: influence. Probably same as like two point five.
0: Two point five, sick. So let's let's. Um, moshworthy average of one point five. Um... <laughs> Jesus, this sucks. Um, repeatability sucks. average of zero. Hold up. Uh, average of zero. Aesthetic. The average is a uh, three point eight three three. The influence uh, is an average of two point five. So the final score is seven point eight
1: three three. So for reference, tell Devin what the barrier dead cover your tracks. Oh yeah, was uh, eighteen point two five. Big difference in that one.
0: And then the Warriors was fifteen point seven five. <laughs>
1: Record still does hold
0: up. So here's like,
2: here's before. the like here's the thing. If you really want to boil it down, I wouldn't consider either of those just like true blue hardcore records.
3: But
0: they're but, more hardcore.
2: But hardcore for sure stands the test of time much more than metalcore. Yes. Like, yeah. Like full on like goofball metalcore. Not to say that this is goofball, but it's like this is clearly of an era. Yeah. Yep. Like we were kind of tra- like we were talking last night about like a lot of the current crop of heavy bands. That was just like I don't I don't care about ninety nine percent of it. Mm-hmm. And it's just I was like I'm not the demographic for it. I just don't mm-hmm. care. But I'm like I get if someone's like eighteen or twenty, why uh, they would think this kicks so much ass.
3: Mm-hmm.
2: But I'm like. It's the same way where I've shown people younger, younger friends of mine, bands that were a big deal to me when I was like their age that were heavy, and they're just like, "This does nothing for me." Like I get why you like it, yeah, but this like that new that Foreign Hands record that came out,
3: <laughs> yeah,
2: that is straight up metalcore worship for two
3: thousand one, two thousand two. I was rocks.
2: <laughs> I was talking with Hunter about it, and he was like, "It's cool." I don't, it doesn't do anything for me. Like, I, I don't, like, I get it, but I don't get it, you know? Mm-hmm. And he's like, I get why you like it. Like, it sounds like, I'm like, yo, it straight up sounds like Poison the Wall meets, like, Seven Angels, Seven Plagues. It's awesome. Yeah. And he's just like, yeah, it's before my time. So I kind of think that looking at, like, the Warriors and, like, Barry Your Dead, like, those have much more, the legs on those records are much more, like, Classical in that sense yeah
3: like, yeah yeah
0: it's like
2: it's hardcore it's
3: yeah
0: yeah it's like like bare bones hardcore i don't yeah.
2: know how else to put
0: it like like hate breed like early hate breed and like that's that's kind of what it's like
1: yeah you where it's still like you'll show somebody like the like hate breed stuff and like now like maybe a little dated but it's like it still can fit like the aesthetic of everything else whereas you show somebody like this record it's like Fuck were they doing?
2: <laughs> specifically of an era, yep. of a time, and it's kind of like talking about like, does it hold up? Like all those metrics we were talking about. If you are from that era and you're nostalgic for it, mm-hmm. it probably does. Yeah, but if you're not pining for that era, and like, why would it? It's such like a niche thing, hmm. and uh, like it's the same thing with like. I feel like deathcore is about to be the next big revival. It
3: already is. Like I'm already, like with I'm like, already, like, already seeing it.
2: Shit. And like, um, I'm just kind of like, yo, I get it. Like all of the people that like aren't necessarily young anymore, but like aren't old yet Mm -hmm. that was a lot of their entry points where they're probably like yo this is badass just how like a few years ago when like Vatican and like Blistered and like Old Wounds and stuff when they were like ramping up the Metalcore revival Mm -hmm. I was like this is so badass like this rocks this sounds like all the shit I got into when I was 17 uh,
0: and then there was like like CU Space Cowboy who was like taking influence from like everything like I'm
1: taking influence like, from the uh, here before the march of flames and like dropped gorgeous. i getting like, taking influence from the shit that I thought sucked then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But yeah. like there were
0: there was there were crowds for that kind of music though. Like oh,
1: no, Derek Younger.
2: <laughs> yeah, that's why. Like, Charlie and I talk about this quite a bit because we're just kind of like. He started going to shows when he was pretty young. Yeah. So even though like he's a few years younger than me, like he's still. It's all of it. And I feel like was around for quite a bit of it to where him and I are always like, it's really interesting. If you stick around long enough, really notice how things go in cycles, Mm -hmm. kind of how like the things that the things that you like, that your older friends, if you had older friends made fun of you about, you were like stoked on. And you see the next wave where it was the shit that you thought sucked, but now you're seeing it being influenced on like younger bands and kind of just how that's probably why, like I just love hardcore so much because mm-hmm. I'm kind of like it holds up. And at the same time, like we were talking, like you can see through a lot of the stuff, everything that, everything that was the predecessor for like the thing before it wasn't ever corny per se.
3: This mm-hmm. was
2: like a lot of the more metalcore stuff. It's kind of like,
1: the original, the,
2: the first and second generation were cool. Yeah. And then everything that, that came from that was pretty lame. And it mm-hmm. just kept getting more and more lame.
1: I love but the new Visions, but it's like, I feel they helped pioneer in a lot of the corniness. Yeah. Because yeah, that was it- also hitting on a different level. So, like, now when they come, like, when they did their comeback and everything and people like them again, because uh, people used to fucking hate them. Um, which I always thought was really funny, but it's like that corniness is gone, like their new stuff is like really fucking heavy, and like they put up that e p that was like super heavy and dark, yeah. it's like, oh, they got rid of like all the
2: like pictures of them holding like a heart, you know yeah, that's what I'm saying. I think that like it's just like I get why a lot of younger people that weren't around for a lot of this stuff. Or maybe they hold it and, like, hold it through, like, nostalgia Mm -hmm. or into a lot of, like, this new crop of stuff. But as someone who is around for a lot of it, and, like, same with y'all, it's kind of, like, it's fine. Like, not for me. And you do you. Like, have fun. Like, that's awesome. Like, but this record is far too niche. (laughs)
1: I, I swear to God, if I like, it would be one of the funniest things ever. Though is like if you fucking go to a show in like a year or two, and somebody fucking covers like like sixteen year olds are covering the after dinner payback. I'll 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 give you each a hundred
2: dollars. <laughs> <laughs> well, dude, even watching through they did. I think Fada did some shows last year. Mm-hmm. They did Furnace Fest, sure. and there's like videos, and it's like. They are mostly playing first record after dinner payback and there might be one or two other random songs sprinkled in. Like Okay. Uh, but it's for the most part like they you know what people want to hear.
1: It's for the mid to late 30 year olds.
2: <laughs> if you're balding if you are still very amped on zip up hoodies um if if you wish things were the way they used to be, <laughs> if, you if, you pe- like,
1: if you peaked in high school, if you peaked at the Boise venue,
2: <laughs> you know, nostalgia is a hell of a drug, and yeah, it's, it's kind of be,
1: Couldn't even save this record,
2: nope, no.
0: nope. Um, let's uh, let's end this episode, um. We might do a lot of editing to this one, which is which is fine. We might not. Whatever. Fuck it.
1: Don't put um, that on me.
0: No, I'm I'm doing the cutting. You're making it sound good.
1: Okay. Never- um.
3: Uh,
0: but yeah, uh, that
1: that was uh from Adam Dashes. Um. Just a talk about. Live. I just talk about music with Dev Dog because that's yeah. always fun. Because yeah. This
0: record is I not fun. Yeah, we uh, we appreciate you coming on. We'll have you back. I feel like there's a lot of shit you can talk about. Some of these some of these records. You brought up
1: this, a static lullaby. You're going to be on that one. <laughs> I, I need somebody that was into that record with me.
2: So, oh, I love that record.
1: <laughs> still listening. Oh no, fucking rocks.
2: Um. Yo, yes. Rand- Randy. Randy really want. He told me because I told him I was doing. this, he's like, dude, do August Burns Red and get me on it.
1: Okay. Yeah, that's
2: but... on the list. We'll we'll have Andy definitely the... up for
1: that. Messengers,
2: is that the second one?
1: Yeah, he'd be like, get, "That's like, his record."
2: Uh, yeah, I mean, that's how we got the name Composure. It was from but
1: yeah. All, I remember
2: I that. <laughs> <laughs> um, dude, Whenever last thing of August runs red, when Jake took our promo photos for the new Rejection Pack stuff, him and I were talking and. And I was like, yeah, uh, Thrill Seeker had a different vocalist than, like, everything else after. Mm. And he was like, no, they didn't. And I'm like, no, man, they had a different dude. Like, the dude before him didn't look like a balding dad. Like, it was just, like, a guy. And yeah. then I bet him five bucks. And then he, like, looks it up, and he's like, you're right. And, like, fucking Venmo <laughs> me right there. And I was like, no, man, I was like, Thrill Seeker is the only August Burns record, August Burns Red record that I really, like, actively cared about I'm like barbarian
1: endorphins that
2: song rocks what is I'm gonna look this up right now since I've <laughs> um, what's the song it's got the sick it's like metal 2 step on it with the double bass um, they have so many records holy shit <laughs>
1: I mean, they never stopped. I don't no. think. Oh, they all sound the same too. That's another. Yeah, bar-
2: okay, it is barbarian when it's like, like one of those type riffs. Yeah. But uh um,
1: yeah, get Gates, him on there. Fucking riffing.
2: The fucking. <laughs> is it like what they call it? Um, where is At I think at from somewhere in Europe, right?
1: Like the like the Gothenburg. Thing.
2: Yeah, the Gothenburg Gothenburg riffs.
1: <laughs> when you'd read Revolver about the new wave of American metal and they talk about Gothenburg riffs,
2: they're talking about like Shadows Fall and like Killswitch. <laughs> boy Span, get your boy Span talking about at the gates. He loves them. <laughs> That's so weird. Um yeah, we're we
0: don't we got some guests lined up. We got some uh in the works, but we wanted you're gonna you be want, on probably more than everyone.
2: If you want a cool guest, get Chris that did your guys' logo. You know. Yeah, yeah. He loves haste the
0: day a lot. Yep. We yep, we talked about it. That was like okay. one of the first things. Like I was like, "Yo, we'll have you on once we get into it." And yeah, yeah.
2: It's like him and I. Him and I talk a lot about like old metalcore and stuff. And like, yeah, he was Chris. He was Christian too. So he's he fu- he <laughs> fucked with a lot of the Christ core.
3: Yeah,
0: we're gonna have a lot to talk about.
1: That was that was my whole thing. Uh next, yeah. So we we're we're listening to Bleeding Through. We got some cool ones coming up, so
2: Yeah, yeah. Um You should we should do an episode it would be kinda of fun. <laughs> Not have it be specifically about one record, but just like yeah. the fourth tier metalcore that like no one gave a shit about and like just kinda of go off about that like, yeah, like as if hope dies, as hope dies, wings of scarlet
1: Let's fucking okay. talk about the burning season. Let's talk about Across Five Aprils. Let's talk about whoa. Let's go. I will. Yo, yo. The agony scene is
0: the first time I heard screaming in a song. They were Christian, right? No, they were oh, on wow. tooth and nail though. And then they oh, came wow. out and they're like, "We're not fucking Christian."
1: So it's like, <laughs> "They were," sick.
0: yeah. Um, but yeah, thank you everyone for listening. Uh, two thanks breaking to two over you. Yeah, we break into over you. Uh thanks to Chris from Youth Energy for our artwork. Uh thanks to Isai for the for the for the intro music.
3: Oh, shit. Um, fuck you.
0: <laughs> and uh again, thanks for being here, Devin.
1: And oh, do you got me. anything
2: you wanna plug?
1: Got rejection pack, check out um composure, check out trick, <laughs> check out alone.
2: I thought my YouTube channel, there's lots of old uh, Triss videos
1: on there. Um, well, this probably won't come out for until, like,
0: January, so... Check out Billy okay. Boohoo, his solo project.
2: Alright, well, check out our new LP, Can We Wait? It's rocks. It. it rocks.
0: It's good, I've heard it.
2: Um, we'll probably, if this is coming out in January... I'm, I'm gonna check leak our, it. Check our, <laughs> check our tour dates, because we'll probably be touring somewhere around, like... At some point, like...
0: Hell yeah. Yeah. Hell yeah. I'm gonna leak uh, the record.
2: And yeah, again, just
1: listen to Rejection Pack.
0: It doesn't sound like anything we'll ever talk about on this show, but it's fucking good. Um, I remember when you guys first started, I was like, oh, this is hardcore for me. This is, like, this is the shit I like. Yeah.
2: <laughs> it's for the old heads. Yeah. Young heads, uh, too, but old heads will definitely get it.
1: Yeah.
0: But, uh, yeah. That's it. Eastside closes out.
1: I don't know how i closed this out last time so you just
0: yelled transistor
1: oh oh yeah well i don't got anything for this one okay
0: <laughs> uh i'd break into over you goodbye